Welcome to an all new episode of Much To Do About Nothing. I have been waiting for this episode uh, to talk WandaVision with Joelle, to talk Knicks with Joelle, um, pretty much everything else. Uh, so before we get started, what's going on, Joelle? Going on, Juwan. It's been a good week. It's been, it's been a great week. I actually had something to make this episode even better for you. So right now, obviously, the Knicks are sitting at 15 and 16, right? Yes. Our next, our, our next games this week are Golden State, Sacramento, Indiana, and Detroit, right? All winnable mm-hmm. games. Mm-hmm. Now, what will bring a smile to your face is the Dallas Mavericks are 13 and 15, and their next games are Memphis, Boston, Philly, and Brooklyn. All very losable games. (laughs) Very losable games. (laughs) Very, very, very losable games. Um, So I thought we'd start off on a a light note to, uh, you know, put a smile on your face. And there's nothing that excites Joel more than everyone that thought we would lose the Przingis trade that is watching the Dallas Mavericks and only its second year of him being there um, look very bad. <laughs> yeah, it's been uh, shocking. Yeah, yeah. I, I tell you what, as much as I am enjoying this, I didn't expect it. I welcome it, but I did not expect it. So, um, but yeah, let's start off with our Knicks. Very, very, very close game against the Timberwolves. I don't know. I mean, a game like that really makes you think that um, as well as Julius Randle plays, a a trade is not only necessary, but um, we're almost to that position to where it's we're desperate of it. And what I mean by that is you look at Rose struggle quickly, I believe, fouled out. Nerlens, I believe, fouled out. Um, I just want to remind everyone that keeps saying RJ is struggling this year. I mean, he's only averaging 15 plus per game. Um, I, I I don't know what else people want from RJ. It's like they want RJ to get 30 a night. That's just within that system. That's not who he is. I mean, hell, he barely gets to play fourth quarters. Um, I think the biggest, uh, help for him is that quickly was, was struggling and it got fouled out. Um, without that, it's a good chance he doesn't finish that game. So, um, but when I what I mean by a trade is 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 really necessary is uh, Joel, you read the Ian Begley um, article saying the more realistic trade, um, you know, uh, desires for the Knicks of like the Terry Rogiers, the Buddy Heels, um, you know, the the more realistic ones, right? That won't cost us the whole kit and caboodle. Right. I look at it and I'm like, would Buddy Heald have helped in that fourth quarter knocking down shots? A hundred percent. Because Buddy Heald is that kind of shooter that you can't really double Julius Randle because Buddy could be a knockdown shooter, right? So Mm -hmm. you look at that and then you look at the idea of like, let's say realistically we trade away Knox, Nilakina, you know, realistic draft pick, obviously not our our, our first, Uh, you know, Austin Rivers, maybe Reggie Bullock or, or Alec Burks. Um, and we can bring in um, Terry Rozier and Buddy Heald. I don't really, I mean, obviously, you know, people are going to tell me I'm crazy. I don't really fear much in the Eastern Conference if we can just lock down those two guys 
mainly because I think our biggest flaw is I get so frustrated watching Alfred Payton because he can't shoot. So it's like no one really guards him. So like they key in on like, let's say Julius Randle's really hot, right? You'll have the point guard in the power forward kind of, kind of box in Julius Randle because no one's really like, uh Oh, Peyton is wide open. He's going to make that shot, you know? So to have someone like Terry Rozier that will make the defense stay honest will only help Julius Randle. Um, and then, like I said, having Buddy Heald knock down those shots in the corner could only help us out more. Um, so I'll pose this to you. Your thoughts on the, the game against the Timberwolves and your thoughts on what Ian Begley was saying are the more realistic trade, um, you know, uh, trades that the Knicks can make this year. I mean, I'll, I'll be, I'll keep an ear out because, like, I don't, I, whatever we can afford, you know, when they don't break the bank to get, depending on what they want, of course, I'll be open to anything at this point. Um, but honestly, the, you know, the team was looking fine until like a couple of games ago, you know, when the bench went cold. Uh, right. Once the one bench went cold, it, it was just hard to keep up. Uh, and it we, it caused us to struggle, especially against um, Orlando, where we just couldn't stop Ross. And then, like, the whole team went cold. Um, it was bad. It was a bad game. It was very hard to watch. And obviously, when, you know, Rose and Quickly are cold, uh, it, the team struck. Because that's where we're – that's when we were excelling when we were on our little roll there. Because, uh, you know, they were just giving us a nice offensive boost. But unfortunately, when they're not doing that, um, the starters don't do it aside from Julius. <laughs> and then uh, especially RJ. RJ actually did play pretty well against Minnesota. But, right. Uh, but, yeah, it still came down to at the end of the day, we, we let them come back. Now, we still kept them under 100 points. But the fact that, you know, we couldn't score, like, we barely scored over 100 points is, you know, very just annoying <laughs> it's like why is it so hard for us to score 100 points why did we always shoot six threes compared to their 16 you know what i mean like why, why is it so hard for us to make shots it's um it's kind of frustrating but it is what it is that's our biggest weakness our offense is not great because we don't have the best shooters we just don't even the guys that are are good shooters are you know, people get cold it's just it is what it is like burks and quickly especially our two best shooters probably in if they're not making shots, it's going to be a long night. Uh, even Bullock, you know, that's a guy that we we expect to make shots. Right. So Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, I, I'm, I'm completely with you. And, and I think people need to remember, Quickly's probably going to have more games like this than he won't, mainly because he's so young. Like, he, this is a learning curve. Like, we have to remember, Obi uh, and Quickly didn't have the luxury of, you know, a legit NBA offseason. Um, so, you know, a lot of the, the stuff they would have kind of knocked out in preseason or in summer league, they didn't get those opportunities to. So you're going to see a bit of, of struggling from quickly. Um, I just would have preferred if the struggling was early and then the hot streak was, <laughs> was oh, yeah. heading into the, uh, the all-star break. But, you know, you, you never know how these things work, man. I mean, he could struggle yeah. now and then coming out of all-star break, he's on fire to end the season. So he's all, he's um, had two bad games, you know. So right, right. But I'm just saying it's very possible that that could continue because he's so young. So I'm saying I'm not putting the heap of pressure on him, like, no, right. you gotta come out and get me 30 off the like, no, he's he's super young. He's he's gonna struggle a bit. Um, but one thing I did take from this game was 
I don't know what the coaches are telling RJ, but I would definitely tell him, I don't want you shooting as much. I want you taking it to the, to the, um, to the rim. Mm-hmm. Um, I need you and Julius Randle to do that more than, than you shoot. That's where a lot of their success comes from because they can finish around the rim. RJ, you know, has had a lot of rollouts, but you know, I always say you can't necessarily control that. Some people say it's more of a finesse touch. Oh um, uh, yeah. It's, it's tricky. Yeah. So, you know, I'll never hold him to that, but we said this year one, Joel, we watch all of the summer league. We watch all of the preseason RJ thrived at driving the ball more than he did shooting. Um, so to me, it's just like, get on the line. If you can hit free throws, get on the line. We don't, yeah. need, we don't need to be golden state 3.0 and try to get like 93s up in a game. We, and we don't, you know, just attack the rim more. And, and I, I even want guys like Alec Burks to attack around the rim a little bit more. You know, we, we can't keep settling for shots that aren't falling. Um, and that's where I was shocked in Derrick Rose struggling because I'm like, that's his whole game. And even yeah. he's just like, they, they just, just have it. They're just popping out of the rim. Right, <laughs> just like, exactly. Like, oh, know? Jesus. And like I said, you can't necessarily control those. Uh, but I will say RJ is due a dunk on somebody. And oh, when yeah, he gets sure. it, it will be glorious. <laughs> like you, uh-huh. you, you ever when when you see him attack the rim, you're just like, oh, he's so close. Like, <laughs> like he is so close to getting that yeah. dunk on somebody. What I need from RJ is he he has to understand that Nerlens isn't the strongest rebounder, uh, and if with him like literally like block hunting, there's opening in the in the paint to go get them boards. Yes. Go get them boards because they're, they're there. Trust me. We rebound at least uh, maybe in the middle of the pack team in terms of rebounding. We at least match the, the team, the other team in rebounding. I want to out-rebound these teams. That's how we get more possessions. That's how we can get in more shots because we don't make enough of them. So we need more of them. <laughs> you know, we need more attempts. Yeah. So the best way to do it is the, uh, you know, our offensive rebounding. So we really definitely get some help there. And like, there's an opening there for rebounding and I see him do it sometimes and sometimes not. So go get them boards, boy. Those are the easiest buckets he can get. Easiest buckets he can get is from, uh, from rebounding and either putting back up or, or fast breaking. Um, but I was talking to my dad about this cause you know, he, he likes to welcome talent, but unrealistically. So um, obviously hearing <laughs> that um, Houston is, is at some point going to part ways with DeMarcus Cousins, they've come out and said that's not true. Insiders have come out and said that's bullshit. So we'll see how, how, how the, uh, the dice roll on that one. But he was saying how the Knicks should go after DeMarcus Cousins. And I said, mm-hmm. yeah, if we didn't just get Taj Gibson, <laughs> I would agree with you. I would say that's perfect. But obvi- clearly – if DeMarcus Cousins is released, he's looking for a Lakers, Clippers, you know, Brooklyn or teams like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it just, you know, it would have been more realistic um, if we didn't have Taj Gibson. I would say the Knicks would at least try to go get him. Uh, nine points per game, I think almost 10 rebounds per game. Um, I, I, I would appreciate that more because with Mitch being out, Taj is, an, you know, is an offensive-minded. So DeMarcus Cousins can knock down the three, uh, and he can still play a little bit of bully ball down in the paint. So I wouldn't mind it. Yeah, uh, he doesn't need weight. You know, Taj and Ireland are really thin. 
<laughs> right, right. Ex exactly. Exactly. So to me, I wouldn't mind it at all. And he's proven that he's not, you know, he's not the same hothead. Um, he's definitely tamed down since his time in, in Sacramento. So I would have loved it. It would have been perfect for this team. But it's just not realistic having Taj Gibson. And the Knicks aren't going to release somebody to get DeMarcus Cousins because the assets they have, they're trying yeah. to put into trade. We're full right now. Right, exactly. So, and I don't like the idea of bringing in another big when Obi already doesn't get enough. <laughs> it says right. I mean, yeah, give Obi some center minutes. I don't see, right. I don't see why they refuse to do that. <laughs> like, I don't understand. I mean, now, granted, and to me, I, I look at it and I'm like, that Orlando game would have been perfect, albeit you don't necessarily want Obi versus um, Mo uh, well, or, or, or yes, or, or even him. Um, I was thinking more so often. That's why I said Mo Bamba. But, um, yeah, you know, it's it's the NBA is pretty big at that five position, and Obi's not there yet. Um, but, you know, we look at Obi the same way, and I know you're going to get a little, little triggered here, but we look at Obi the same way we looked at Kristaps, uh, where it's like, you can play the five. We expect you to play it. You know, don't be this, oh, I'm a finesse guy, so I have to play the four. No, you're, you're too goddamn big to be talking. You want to just play the four. Um, so, you know, okay. it's something we're going to have to work him into. But, yeah, to me, if Amari played some five, why can't Obi Toppin play some five? We played a lot of five. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, why can't Obi Toppin play five? That just doesn't add up, you know? Uh -huh. Um but, yeah, I, I like where this Knicks team is at. I like this road trip we got coming. Um, we we got some revenge on both sides of this – this uh, not road trip, I'm sorry. We got some um, revenge on, on, on both sides of this homestand that we have. Golden State's looking to get back that win. Mm -hmm. uh, we're looking to get back at Sacramento. Oh, yeah. Um, that, was, that was ours, and we just – flat out laid laid an egg in that game yeah couldn't make a shot for life Could make a shot to save our lives but we were still in it we but it happens <laughs> it happens too often but it happens for sure and tomorrow's huge for us it's uh you know we're back home but we got fans um so that's gonna be good we'll, we'll have some fans there is it just me or does the Knicks arena not look like it's in Madison Square Garden. Does it just look weird to you, the setup of it? Just empty. Oh. No, no, not not it being empty. Like, the setup of it just looks drastically different than what we're used to Madison Square Garden looking like. Like, uh, where you see, like, um, where the, uh, the announcer's table is and everything. Like, we're used to, like, seeing, like, rows of seats and stuff behind there. Now it kind of just looks like they've reformatted it to where it's like that's doesn't look like madison square garden i don't know i'm really interested to see how the aspect of these fans look um you know in our game tomorrow we're, we're gonna need them man we're gonna need these fans to will us through this this golden state win we need this. yeah we need 500 home court should feel like home court yeah exactly um anything else you want to add about the knicks no two very um one win, one loss. One that one win didn't feel like a fucking win, but it, you know it is what it is. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no choice. <laughs> like, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, so yeah, I was not. It wasn't the most hyped week of basketball because of that, but uh, at least we came out, you know, one on one of those two games. 
No, we should have come out too well against those two fucking terrible teams. I, I would definitely say that both wins should have been convincing. Um, yeah, Minnesota was convincing to the last quarter. What the fuck was that? I have no idea. I I blink for a second. I'm like, wait, is this is this 2019 Knicks or is this <laughs> like what, what Knicks am I looking at? Luckily, we made a free throws, or else we would fuck completely lost. Yeah, I, I I even say. The Knicks, every time I watch the Knicks, and I don't watch all teams, so I can't speak for all teams, but I swear every time I watch the Knicks, someone I've never heard of just gets hot, and I'm like... All the time. Where Where's your scouting reports? Like, like who is that? Right. <laughs> it, it can't be lost on you that this guy can play the game of basketball. <laughs> like, I swear the Knicks go into games like Carl Anthony Towns, that's it. It's like, no, there's yeah. other people that can play basketball on that team. Guard them. You know, and, and we yeah. saw that in the Orlando game. It's like, you well, know, Terrence well, Ross can play basketball, right? Like, he's pretty good at it. That boy was just chucking, him. and it was just going, no matter what. It was going, I'm like, well, come on, bro. Terrence Ross, what I always loved about Terrence Ross was he and Zach Levine are so alike. They are the tough shot makers. And it's not even like they have to take tough shots. It's just they they thrive in taking those tough shots and making them. Um, so, you know, you'll, you'll look at Terrence Ross and you're like, oh, he's by the logo. It's, you know, it's 0.3 seconds left, you know, no way he's making that shot and, and he nails it, you know, and it's, it's a backbreaker. So yeah. you got to play up on him, you know, don't, don't let him get anything. Um, but you know, lesson learned, lesson learned, you know, we, we beat Orlando the first time when they had Aaron Gordon and everybody. Um, and then magically they lost more people and we were just like, I don't, I don't know how to beat this team. And it's like, yeah. well, we can't beat anybody if you can't make shots. And that's really what it came down to. Exactly. But, um, I don't have anything else NBA wise. Uh, Celtics are really looking bad, like really, really, really bad. They might have to at some point make a decision on one of those two guys there between <laughs> Tatum and, and Jalen Brown. I, I don't think you're going to get too far if you keep just relying on just those two. Yeah, executive decision needs to be made. For sure. Like I tell you right now, if Boston can – and I, I'm not saying I want it, Joel. I'm just speaking from taking a Knicks hat off, a basketball fan. Um, Boston should be, like, one of the main people, like, Washington, what do you need? Like, Jalen Table, yeah. you know, Jalen Brown's on the table. Um, and you know, we have draft picks. What, what do you want to, to, to give me Bradley Beal? I don't know how Bradley Beal would really resonate with Jason Tatum. Um, cause I already saw enough in that Pelicans game to where I'm just like, Jalen Brown's taking a lot of Jason Tatum shots right now. <laughs> like, and he's not making them. Like I'd, I'd imagine Tatum is not liking that whatsoever. Um, but yeah, they should definitely be one of, if not the main team, looking to throw the entire book at Washington for Bradley Beal. It's insane right now. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, we're right now in the, we're at, we're seventh, I think, and then the play-in. Yeah. Boston's like right above at five hundred. So, uh, and then Toronto too snuck into the playoffs after they 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 changed their lineup. They went small. Yep. Um, they started Fred Van Vliet now, I believe, right? Huh? I said I think they started Fred Van Vliet now. At, at they the always start. Vliet. They always start Van Vliet. Oh, they I start. Think he came off the bench. No, that was like 
two years ago. He was coming uh, up. <laughs> well, that, that goes to how much you know I don't watch Toronto. <laughs> yeah, I had so no idea. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's been Lowry, Van Vliet, uh, Ananobi, Siakam, and Baines for like all most of this year. They just switched it up and they went small. Now Siakam is starting at center. Uh, Ananobi at power forward, and then they move they move Norman Powell to the starting lineup, and it's worked. <laughs> yeah. Well, congrats to them. Uh, they got a really good head coach over there because I tell you what, this team looked like they were going to be lottery pick. Um, I, I, I'm pretty sure someone in that organization is just like, Hey, I still want that lottery. <laughs> like, like, don't, don't be too good. We need a world after Kyle Lowry's retired. Like, let's, let's, you know, let's tank a little bit, but, um, they, they shown that they got a lot of fight, man. You know, can't deny that. At least a lot of fight. Since the same with Charlotte, they've been pretty decent in the last yep. couple games. Um, pretty good. Um, Chicago's shown some life. Miami's been surprisingly disappointing, even though they played well the last couple games. Um, but then you know, I expected more from them. I agree. Um, Someone said the, this, and it's proven to be true. Someone said the league is finding out, like the league always catches up. So like you bring Jeremy Lennon, right? The league has no scouting on him, so it's gonna take about a year. For everyone to get proper scouting on him to to be able to stop him, right? And we haven't seen him play as well as he did in that stretch since, right? So a lot of people are saying Duncan Robinson is Miami's Jeremy Lin, to where it's like you caught us all off guard before, uh, you know, last year, especially in that bubble. Uh, yeah. But now we we kind of got a lock on you, and he's not he's not really thriving as well as he did. Um, and you know, I, I don't think it's necessarily him. I think it's that's how pro that's how professional sports work to where it's like Mm -hmm. I kind of understand your game now I'm gonna box you and I'm gonna make you go to the rim uh, so you're not getting those those shots off and he's just not thriving in it you know so he's gonna have to go back go back in figure it out and and you know help his team in in other ways he's just not as efficient as he was last year you know that's it. He's not. He's just not making the same amount of shots at the same clip. Like well, last year, he was making like forty-five percent from three. Now he's under forty. You know what I mean? So it's like that's a big difference. <laughs> yeah, big difference. Yeah. If I'm Miami, I'm not looking at him as as untouchable as I was last year. Right. I mean, like, yeah, exactly. Even even if he's only averaging maybe a point difference. Right. <laughs> he, he's not. He's not untouchable anymore. Like Tyler Hero's playing playing really good. And that's the guy that I thought would would maybe you know kind of be shaking a little bit a, a, after after last year. Um, he's he's playing pretty good. I mean that team's not bad. It's just the the Eastern Conference this year is starting to revert back to what it used to be, to where it's kind of like one or two top teams, and then the rest is just open for anybody. Um, it, it's starting to kind of form into that when when you look at these records. So I don't know if these records are more of an indictment on you know not having Ugh. a proper off season or yeah you know if it's just you know the shortage of talent from the west to the east but even the western conference is not um not necessarily eight deep of like eight really great teams the records are not that far off from what the east are from four right, exactly. so, eight right now i mean they're above 500 but only by like a game or two <laughs> like, yeah. 
I mean, like at Golden State, I think it's eighth, and they're 16 and 15. And that's basically fifth in the East. <laughs> exactly. So I think this is more to people kind of adjusting to not having a proper offseason. And, you know, there'll be some bugs there. There'll definitely be some bugs there. But, um, yeah. all right, anything else? Uh, we know that the captains are, I, I believe, what, LeBron and Durant? Mm-hmm. Um, we can- and I don't think there's going to be Team LeBron or Team Durant like it was the last couple of years. I think it's going to be straight up East-West, which – Makes me smile because that's how I like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's what it should have always been. I mean, you know, I, I I think I think they had to switch it up when there was a discrepancy in talent between the West and the East, where it seemed like everyone was West. There was like three people in the East. Um, I mean, I don't know. They might, they might revert back next year. I'm just saying. I think just for this year, it's just going to be East, East West. Well, I'm saying now that you have now that it's more balanced, East and West wise, just go back to East and West. Like it's more balanced now. You don't have all in in one spot. Like you should also have a big man position to vote for, because not everyone will fucking forward. I don't disagree on that. I don't disagree on that at all. You know how you know I, I'm right with you. I, I'm right with you. We have a big man that we. Yeah, I fucking like every year about this bullshit, and yeah. every year continue to not change it. <laughs> no, and that's mainly because. Um, you know, for a long time, I believe the NBA was okay with the idea of just having stretch fours that were playing five, you know? And then, like, you know, obviously you get your Rudy Gobert's, your Joel Embiid's, your your Mitchell Robinson's, and your, your Bams. And it's like, well, you can't deny those guys, you know? Like, you, you got to count them, you know? They're, they're not forwards. <laughs> they're centers. The this is that center was so limited. Uh, for a long time where there was not a lot of good centers. So it was always the same two people and shit, right? Yeah. That's what which should all right. So let's just say front court guys. I'm like, well there's there there's like three different positions there. Even if you have a you have basically a, a small forward and a power forward, which is basically just a wing and a big wing. Cause that's how it is now. Back in the day it was different. Back in the day you have small forward power forward. They were just smaller centers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. They didn't shoot anymore. They just they're there to rebound and like score in the paint, whatever. There was not a lot of shooting there. Um, now it's opposite. Now it's like bigger wings. So basically, you have a guard who handles the ball, a ball handler, which could be one to two people. But most of the time, since you have one ball handler, three wings, and a big, that's that's every team. You know, even if Houston denied it for a you know a whole year last year, uh, <laughs> it's still it's still not you know that's how it is that's how the league works there's always a big man and there's three wings and a ball handler that's just how it is i will for sure oh. say this for anyone listening out there joel took that very personally when houston did that <laughs> like oh i sure fucking did <laughs> like joel took that as the highest form of disrespect that houston said a five we don't need that we don't need no stinking five We'll put anybody at that position. Joel was just like, oh, really? Okay. All right. Oh, yeah, I was hoping for them to run out every game with that bullshit. I love no, we, it. I can't imagine why. We can't stop anybody. I can't imagine why. Maybe because you have you have PJ Tucker on Jokic. Maybe that's maybe that's why it's not it's not going yeah, your way. Maybe that's not working. You know, you can't actually defend everyone like you think you can. Right. Goodness gracious. Glad we're out of that. But all right. Anyway, let's let's move on. Uh, not really much to talk football. 
Um, I don't really think there's really anything out there. Uh, I like the idea of J.J. Watt being interested in Cleveland. Um, I like that a lot, teaming him with uh, Miles Garrett. I love that, especially if J.J. still has something in the tank. Um, I was telling my – all right, Joel, because you're more – you're more understanding of this, right? So I'm, I'm talking to my dad, and he's saying um, he would love for J.J. Watt to go to the Giants. And I said, well, he wants to go to a bona fide contender. You know, he doesn't want to grow with a team. He wants to go to a team that's already primed. And he kept trying to say to me, in the NFL, there's no guarantee of teams. And I'm like, that's not really true. There's no guarantee the team will win a championship. But you don't look at the Packers and go – Aaron Rodgers is coming back, they'll definitely miss the playoffs. Like, no. <laughs> you could put together at least five teams that you're like, all right, you know, they're going to make the playoffs. Whether they go all the way, who knows? But I'm like, could the Giants make the playoffs uh, next year? Absolutely. Do we think the Giants have the roster to win a NFL championship next year? No. I mean, I've seen I've seen Weeder come from the Giants. Um, I've seen lesser teams you guys have had go all the way. So I'm like, it's possible. But J.J. Watt's not a gambling man. He's not like, um, yeah, I'm the one piece to make the Giants go to the suit. No. So I'm like, it's just – it's not realistic, man. Like, you got too many other things you got to kind of get sorted out before J.J. Watt even looks your direction. And I'm like, that's not a shot at the Giants. He's not coming to New England either. You know, like he's not going to the Jets. He's not going to the, you know, he's not going to the Cardinals. He wants to go to a short thing, you know. So if Aaron Rodgers comes back, he'll look at the Packers. Um, he'll look at the, um, the, the Rams, you know, team up maybe with Aaron Donald. So there's just more sure things that I'm sure J.J. Watt's looking at um, before he looks at teams like New England or, or, or the Giants. So you kind of see it the way that I'm saying it. Or are you like him? And it's like, anything's possible. He could come here. Yeah, I don't know. Paul's weird. Uh, they go where their friends are at. They go where the money's at. Uh, does he want to win? Sure. Does it mean he's going to win? No. So, I don't know. It could be anything. He can go anywhere he wants. I have no idea what he's going to end up choosing. What I like him on the Giants, of course. But it's not like it, – I mean, it, it definitely fits a need, but it's not – the biggest of our needs. <laughs> right. Like, like I, I'd say if you guys had wide receivers down pack, your offensive line down pack, uh, your corners down pack, and you guys had money, like money to play with. We do have money to play with. But problem but, is like. No, I mean, I mean, I mean the whole kit and caboodle. I know you have money to play with, but that money needs to go to a lot of different areas than just J.J. Watt. Like you said, he's, he's looking to get paid. And he's looking uh, to go to a winning team. And it's like, is will Giants be able to afford that and still tackle the needs that they uh, that they have? So that's why I'm just like, it's 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 just a long shot as, as far as your needs. You know, you have more needs than just that that spot with uh with JJ Watt. So that's just how I look at it. Um, but there's nothing really else NFL wise. We'll find out more next month, uh, where I believe free agency begins. Uh, and then we'll really get into the whole draft mode of everything. Uh, right. What's the biggest move that happened? This well, Carson Wentz got traded to the Colts. Oh, the big- Colts. Yes, yes. I love that for Indiana. Man. Let me just say this: mm-hmm. there are some teams in football and basketball that are just the luckiest franchises, and they don't even deserve it. And what <laughs> I mean by they don't deserve it is they don't know how to. Like I'll tell you right now. 
if you had given the Giants Andrew Luck, guarantee you they put a team around them and that team's at least fighting for NFC Championship every year, right? The Colts had Peyton Manning, only got one Super Bowl from it, right? Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter why. Doesn't matter why you only got one. Then gets Andrew Luck, can't give him an offensive line, can't give him a defense. They waste him enough to where he's just like, you know what? I don't even like this football thing, right? Mm -hmm. Then you give him Phillip Rivers. They find a way to waste that. Now you're giving them Carson Wentz. Does that sound like a franchise that should continue to get the amount of good luck that they are getting? No, but it's not like they <laughs> drafted Carson Wentz. No, <laughs> you know what I mean? no, no, I'm just saying the idea of like, like I, I look at it the same way I would look at like Phoenix, you know, getting, having Nash, not being able to go all the way, then getting Goran Dragic, not being able to surround him with anything, then lucking up on Devin Booker not being able to surround him with anything till now. And it's just like, you shouldn't keep being able to get good things like that. And you're not doing anything with it. At some point, the basketball and football gods have to say, I am wasting a lot of energy on this franchise. Like they are just not good. Um, and I look at the Colts and I'm just like, I, I really, really, really hope that next year the Colts are, excuse me, are very competitive. They're in the playoffs. They're, they're making a play for the AFC championship because I do like Carson Wentz. I did always think he was a bit overrated. Um, mm -hmm. I know a lot of people thought he deserved that MVP the year he got injured over Brady. Um, you know, I do think he's a bit overrated, but do I think he was as bad as Eagle fans were making him sound? No, that team no. was depleted. It had nothing. And Eagle fans were like, you can't win games with nothing. No. <laughs> I don't think any quarterback can, you know? So it's like, I, I hope for the best for him. I hope Colts live up to making uh, this a, a great situation for him. And if you're the Eagles, you better be playing Jalen Hurts. You better not have traded Carson Wentz for you to just go draft a quarterback to replace him. Because that would just make absolutely no sense. Whatsoever. Right. right. No sense. Um, and what I'm hearing from like NFL live and stuff like that is that they're very much looking to draft a quarterback. And I'm just like, why, <laughs> <laughs> why, why just keep, I, I don't know, but that's neither one of our teams, neither one of us like uh, that team. So no, I, hope fuck that team. For that I knew, I knew as soon as they drafted Jalen Hurts, I'm like, oh, they're fucked. <laughs> why do you think that? Because like that's a guy you bring in to possibly be a starter. Oh, I got. And you. I mean that for me that felt like they didn't trust Wentz, right. and they didn't. I was like beginning of the end. That's what that's what it seemed like to me. I'm like, oh well, that's not gonna last. And now they don't even trust Hurts. Oh, that's even better. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Eagles. I like it. I like turmoil. I would like it even better if they didn't have a ring on their finger. But anyway, yeah, well, um, it's one of those. It was it was really one of those. Uh, what do they call it? There's a word for that game. <laughs> yeah, BS. That that's usually what I call it every time I think about it. BS. And and you know, it's so crazy because it's like I I did think to myself, nothing would hurt worse than 07, right? Losing to you. Yeah. Perfect season on the line, nothing would hurt worse. This the Eagles <laughs> game trumps that. It really does. It really, really, really does. Because you look at the fact that Brady threw for 505 yards and no one cares because they ended up losing that game. Sure. That doesn't matter anymore. People will yeah. always forget. No one cares about the loser. 
<laughs> but that's why I say, like, when when people go, you know, Brady isn't clutching the Super Bowl. I'm like, no one cares. I get it. I understand. I'm not here to to preach to people, but Tom Brady threw what was supposed to be the game winning <sighs> touchdown to Randy Moss right before that defense gave up like 70 yards. <laughs> for the game-winning touchdown to Plaxico Burris. That has nothing to do with Brady. You guys left little time on the clock, and Eli drove it almost the length of the field to win that game. Yeah, nothing Brady can do. You know, nothing he can do. He's on offense, right? He can only do so much. That's what I'm saying. And that touchdown to Moss is what put them up. And then yeah. Eli drove the length of the field, got the the helmet catch, and then the touchdown mm-hmm. to Plaxico. Yeah. I think it was funnier. It's like the the game, the point prediction. I forgot what it was. Um, it was large. It was they had Patriots scoring thirty because they scored thirty in the the matchup in the regular season. I just remember Tom Brady mocking the points they were expected to make. Like yeah, he thought he they'd score it. higher, and yeah, they ended up scoring it. much lower. Yeah. <laughs> like you would take that score now, wouldn't you, asshole? I bet you he would. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I have enough nightmares about that. Let's move on. Uh, we don't have anything else uh, football wise. We got to wait for uh, next month's free agency to drop for things to get really. Yeah, that's that shit should get crazy, you know. And there's a couple of guys still in the market too, so it's gonna be it's gonna be fun once shit starts to happen. We'll, we'll, we'll football it can take forever. Yeah, um, I'm keeping an eye on this. I'm hearing a lot of reports that Marcus Mariota could be my next quarterback. Um, <laughs> they haven't closed the door on Cam Newton. Um, they haven't closed the door on drafting. They haven't closed the door on Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, so there's a lot of options for New England quarterback-wise going into next year, but I don't know. Yeah. Is this coming up too? Say it again? Yeah, NBA free agency coming up too. Oh, you mean the trade deadline or actual free agency? I mean, uh, I mean trade deadline. That's okay. what I meant. I was about to Not- say, I'm like, wait a minute, Joel. <laughs> I'm like, hold on. We can go after Kawhi right now? I'm like, oh, shit, okay. Um, no, the trade deadline. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Yes, the trade deadline's March 23rd, right? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. I, know, I, know they, I don't remember. <laughs> you know it's like mid, uh, like mid, middle of March, I believe. Because I think it's after yeah. the All-Star game. Is it after? I think I forget. It's, yeah, I think they changed it to after. Um, but yeah, so we, we, March is going to be a great month for us. It's going to be a make or break. <laughs> It'll let us know what to expect going forward for both our and our basketball team. Um, but all right, let's move to why we are here, Joel. And that is, it was Agatha all along, but we knew that. Like, who are they kidding? Right? Yeah. Come on. Talking? <laughs> Like that song was for people that have that weren't familiar with comic books. Like that, that's that's what that whole thing was. I don't have their ear to the ground. Like we've known she was Agatha all along. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hell, me and you could have wrote that song. Like once, once we knew her name was Agnes, it was just like well, Agnes. Agnes. Her name was Agnes, and I'm like, uh, that's definitely like an acronym. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, li- I'm, I'm, I'm watching it like. You know, me and you have been of the mindset of Agatha Harkness, Mephisto, probably since episode one, maybe a little bit uh, before that, probably when we got a clear picture on what the season would be. Right. Um, we kind of knew where they should be heading, not where they were, where they should actually are heading. <laughs> right. Um, where they're heading now. Right. Um, but you still got people that are like, no, no Mephisto. 
it's gonna be nightmare or someone else and i'm just like yeah, pretty adamant it's not Mephisto. people like, i don't know i don't know i'm so confused on why people don't want it to be mephisto <laughs> I, i'll never understand that I don't know. I really don't either. Cause I'm like, why not? Like it fits. Like, I mean, they could do like, I, I, I just don't see why not. He's the bigger name. I mean, yeah. you could go with Kathan, but like Kathan is not as big a name as Mephisto. And they, they serve the same fucking purpose. We might as well just use Mephisto. Exactly. <laughs> and I heard someone saying they would actually prefer if Agatha was just the big bad. And I'm like, I, I don't think, like that either. Cause I don't then like we that. were known for all longer. Right, but the main reason I don't like that was if you wanted to use Agatha as your main villain, you could have done that without giving me the exact storyline that places Mephisto. Like, you didn't have to give me Wanda's kids. You didn't have to give me elements of that whole storyline of Mephisto. Because Agatha, because I was asked this Saturday, does Agatha exist in the comics without Wanda? Yeah, she was first introduced with the Fantastic Four as Franklin's um, nanny. Right. So like, How long Franklin's been around? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And he was OP then. <laughs> like, yeah. He was stupid powerful then. But I'm like, you know, to me, you could have definitely changed the story to fit it to where it's, you know, it's more catered to just Agatha. So you don't have right. elements of us thinking like, hell, Joel, her, her rabbit's name is Senior Scratchy. Her son's right. name is Nicholas Scratch. So I'm like, right. you're really going over in a you know, over and and above to make it seem like Mephisto. And if it's not, like everyone's like Juwan, like you're, you're being too dramatic, uh, you know, about being upset if it's not Mephisto. And I'm like, I only feel it's it, it's going to be Mephisto because they keep setting every crumb, you know, that that's leading that way. Yeah. You know? You know, and, and the thing is, like, Agatha has never really been a, a main villain before, you know, that's She's like sometimes even been an ally, so it's like one of those things where like I don't know if I buy it. <laughs> like, was it Agatha? Oh, yeah, I, I don't doubt it at all. But was she alone? Right, she hasn't been oh. doing someone else's bidding. That, right. that to me, if you want to make it sound like she's been causing all this trouble, not a for problem. sure. But she needs to have be. She needs to be serving someone. Right, right, know? right. Like, There's gotta be something behind it. Like, like why? Well, first of all, why? Right. Right. I mean, you yeah. know what? You know what I compare this to? And it's obviously on, on a lesser scale. <sighs> I compare it to Joel if mm-hmm. Infinity War was telling you that the Black Order was trying to retrieve the Infinity Stones for themselves. They weren't trying to get it for Thanos. They were trying to get it for themselves. You would go, what? That doesn't even make any sense. Why? Yeah. What's the deal here? Yeah. <laughs> like, why, why would you not make it to where it's accurate that they're trying to retrieve it for Thanos? They're now trying They work on their own. No, that's stupid. So to me, it's just like, you'd have to go out of your way to not make it Mephisto. And, yeah. and I, I stand tall on what I said. I'm not doing that ninth um that ninth recap show or talking about WandaVision going forward if if it's not Mephisto. I, I'm, really, <laughs> I'm really not. Um I am as strong as you are on sinners being in the all-star game is how I feel about Mephisto. I take it as pure disrespect. Um but um I want I want I want you to kick this off. I want you to start with this Joel because I've heard nothing but complaints about this. I want you to start with her engineer friend not being somebody. Yeah, that was whack. <laughs> <I think everyone laughs> was 
I'm like, oh, that was whack. <laughs> why, why keep it a secret? If, if it was just, you know, this group of fucking scientists from like, like another faction in Sword that are loyal to her. I just thought that was just such a what the fuck, you know? Like, well, what's the point um, of building that up? They could have easily just said, or she could have easily just said, I have people, people. She could have said people instead of like, uh, I got a guy. There yeah. was no guy. <laughs> there was like, no guy at all. No guy at all. I got a guy and my guys. Are, all right. Well, that seems off unless those people work for that guy and they're still holding that, that secret, you know, and that'll be, you know, some other time they explain that part, which would be fine. But, you know, at the moment when we found out it was just, you know, members of S.W.O.R.D. And you're like, what the fuck? Seriously? <laughs> yeah. that, was the most, that was the most deflating moment of the, of the series. I will be honest with you. I held my breath a little bit. Like when they were arriving, I was just like, oh my God, is, is my body ready for this? <laughs> and then, like, I, I, it was Major Goodner, and I was just like, oh. <laughs> Man, who the fuck is that? Like, right. <laughs> that was my now, reaction. Now, I will say, in my mind, this is purely in my mind, Joel, what I do believe the significance of Major Goodner is, is remember how. Um, I was about to say Hawthorne, uh, Hawthorne. I don't think that's his name. Hayward. Um, Hayward. Remember yeah. how he was saying astronauts went into space and never came back? Yeah. I do believe that those group of, uh, of soldiers are scrolls that went up and are now teamed with Fury, and they work for Fury because Fury doesn't trust Hayward. Um, so Siri is, is a working division of S.W.O.R.D., that maybe Hayward isn't even knowledgeable of. So, like, that's why she was saying she's loyal to Monica's mom, and obviously the other nod was was Captain Marvel, um, because they understand that they have Scroll's best interest at in heart, and Hayward would probably want to wipe them out. Um, so that's that's kind of where my mind went. And someone even said, like, maybe it was possible that Major Goodner was the um, the little girl uh, from Captain Marvel, the the Scroll. Just you know, even, even if she is, oh, no one gives a fuck. No, 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 no. They weren't saying it like uh, it, it would, it, it would make more sense that way. They were just saying it to where it would kind of be like, okay, you know, it's more of a nod rather than it literally meaning nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like I would at least accept it if it's a nod rather than it meant literally nothing. Right. Like that yeah, like, ultimate we, disrespect. Yeah, I mean, hopefully there is more to that at the end that we find out later on because as as of right now it was just a big old nothing burger <laughs> that was that was very uh deflating so we were just like hmm because right. you know everyone's like all hyped and shit and like oh my god what could it be it, it did make me nervous for whatever this big reveal is to where it's like all right, you've let me down once. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Well, that's what really killed the episode. It didn't kill it because obviously the episode was so good, but um, but definitely like left you like, fuck, bro. What why? Why would you do that? And it's funny <laughs> for them who know well now what makes it more worries me is that like they notice that they did that. <laughs> that they set up like this mystery. But that's why, nobody. that's why I was saying because Trayvon and, and KJ during our podcast Saturday were saying how how um how messed up that was with Marvel. And I said, Marvel's probably gonna tell us, like the showrunners and Feige are probably gonna tell us 
I didn't, I didn't like, all right. Did they build it to where it seemed like it was someone more important? Yes. Did they build it to make us think it was specifically Reed Richards? No. no. And people aren't upset. Well, let me not say people. Most people aren't upset that it wasn't anybody. Most people are upset it wasn't specifically Reed Richards. So, like, I'll give you an example, Joel. If it was Blue Marvel, you would have been fine with it. Yes. There are people out there that would not have accepted that either. And that's what I'm saying. We, we as fans sometimes jump to conclusions, and then when it doesn't happen our way, we're just like, you're the worst. I hate you. That sucked. And it's like, well, they didn't do anything specifically to make you think it would be Reed Richards. Now, I give you, they made it seem like it would be someone significant. Right. But they did not give you any inc- – like, they didn't say, oh, my friend will be here before you – like, no, they didn't do anything to make us think it would be the Fantastic Four. We jumped to that conclusion. So me and you would have been fine if it was Blue Marvel. We would have actually loved that nod. Um, and we would have thought it, w- it would have been worth it. But there are a lot of people out there that had their hearts set on Reed Richards – and when he specifically didn't show up, that's what they're more upset about, more so than um, it wasn't anybody else of importance. Yeah, that's my biggest issue. It's just that it was a really nobody. It was a nobody. Right. Even if she's a scroll, I'm not. That does not excite me because then they didn't reveal at the time either. So like, I'm, I'm with you on that. Like, um. All right. So let's get a little bit deeper in here. Um, I know you saw this because I believe me and you talked about it. Uh, it was one of the things of shout out to AJ of what frustrates about AJ. Um, obviously, towards the end, and I'm going to let you break down this whole episode because there's so much to break down, but I want to kind of get to the juicier parts. Um, we obviously see the book that me and you believe is a dark hole, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of people that are trying to call this book other things based off of how the front of the book looks. Um, and I try to convince people that you're, they're drawing, they're, uh, they're connecting dots because they don't, they don't care if it's Mephisto. So they're drawing dots on who else it could be. Right. I only draw dots on who it will be. And there's a demonic, um, horn head on the wall. Everything about that that basement just kind of screamed Mephisto, right? Like, and then seeing the dark hold, I'm looking at it, I'm just like, that's the dark hold. They obviously weren't gonna put a book there that says dark hold on it. So that's why they went with the logo. Um, and it could be possibly blending both of those books a little bit. That's not outside of um the realm of what Feige does. He could be blending it, but there's right. no way this is not Mephisto based off of the fact that the book looks like another book he wasn't like i think people forget the dark hold legit says dark hold on it oh yeah so it's like i don't <laughs> think he would want to be that obvious i think he would kind of want to make it look a little better yeah. um so he put the a logo on there instead of the words dark hold yeah the one in age of shield literally says dark hold <laughs> exactly, exactly and joel runaways the book was in runaways too yeah, there you go so i mean it's yeah. We've seen it twice in the uh, offshoot Marvel universe, and here we are again with this book that might may or may not be the same book. Um, we just what I want to know is what it, what what she's doing with the book. What's it? Now, what's it? <laughs> now, I got something interesting, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pose it to you so you can give your thoughts. Then you can break down the episode for me. Your thoughts on that? 
Um, I I threw this out Saturday. I I love this this word. Where'd you throw it in the trash? I, no, I threw it in the air. It might have fallen in the trash, but I didn't throw it. In the air. Um, and what I threw out there was this is a book, Joel, that mm-hmm. would be and should have been in the Sanctum Sanctorum. Right. There is a very good chance Agatha stole this during the events of either Endgame or Infinity War when it was taken. And I believe when she starts to use the book is when, and let me say this, Joel, because no one understood when I said this Saturday. You will understand this because we've talked about this at nauseum. Everyone kept saying, if there's all this power is going on, why hasn't Strange shown up before? I keep trying to explain to people he don't show up for just anything. It has to be earth shattering, magic, like magic shattering, like something. I'm, big I mean, I, I, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not, I'm pretty much, I would not be surprised if he shows up at, at some point in this, this show, of course. <laughs> right, right. But I'm just saying the amount of magic Wanda is using. And then I, I think Trayvon used the example of, but he showed up for Loki. I said, no, he didn't. He Loki was in the city. <laughs> right. But bigger difference is, Joel, he brought Loki to him. He didn't come out for Loki. And Loki <sighs> faced a way bigger threat in that moment than Doctor Strange would assume Wanda would. So, you know, there is no real threat for Doctor Strange to go, all right, I need to come, you know, I need to come see what's going on. Now, if the contents of the Darkhold are used, that is something big enough for him to go, no, 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 no. What is going on in New Jersey? <laughs> like, what do I need to come out of my house for? What is going on here? Um, but yeah, Joel, your thoughts on that ending scene where, where Agatha kind of reveals herself. And uh, do you think we could possibly see this Darkhold book connect to Strange and possibly even down the road, Blade? I mean, Darkhold can connect it all the supernatural characters at some right. point. Right. Um, this, if, if it truly is the dark holder, yeah, it has connections to a lot of different characters. Um, and if it is something that's missing from uh, the Sanctum Sanctorum, we'll find out for sure. Uh, and if I have to imagine if like Strange hasn't showed up to this fucking bubble yet, it's because it's probably being cloaked. Uh, we don't know, magically, you know? Is it on the news? I don't see news reporters that are covering or anything, so it has to be something that it's probably being cloaked or something in that, that event. Or he's busy doing something else. Like I said, he's a busy guy. <laughs> he's always doing something. So uh, maybe because he shows up late because he was finishing up somewhere else or he was dealing with something else, you know? Well, he'll probably explain it when he shows up, you know? It doesn't matter. Point is, he'll probably show up at some point. Um looking for something uh and you know the dark hold has like you said it has connections to vampires werewolves witches and guess what we're dealing with witches right now um so that's going to be a big you know old hullabaloo and now we we, what characters are connected to uh, at least what what mystical characters are connected to dark hold obviously kathan and and mephisto and you know demons (laughs) the big demons right so yeah, I, I just I think this definitely opens the door to all those characters for sure. Uh, it's just a matter of when and where, you know. 
yeah, I'm with you on that. And the win, I believe, is very soon. Um, yeah, yeah, very, yeah. very soon. Um, but yeah, like, did did it catch you off guard a little bit when um when uh you see Wanda walk in the house and she's kind of looking around? First thing I thought when she looked down at the plate. First of all, first thing I thought was her kids are too old to be watching Yo Gabba Gabba. So sure. I remember I that saw that and I was like. I was just like, Agatha would be the person that's out of touch on what, like, kids that age would be interested in. So, <laughs> that's why they left the fucking living room. Like, oh, exactly. watch Go Gabba Gabba. But as soon as I saw the sandwiches halfway eaten um, and the kids weren't there, like, they didn't come greet their mom at the door. Right. Like, oh, soul shards. <laughs> like, like, she gave them up. She gave them up. Uh, and Mephisto consumed, and that was that was the very first place my mind went. Like, yes, we're gonna see it. And then you know when she says, you know, they're in the basement. First of all, anyone that knows about Agatha Harkness knows the uh, the uh, the blooms, the the flowers. It was radiating the same purple that the uh, the flowers always do. Um, so that was very interesting. I thought that was really dope. Uh, you know, really uh, signaling her power. But when she revealed herself, I was just like, oh, man, that's I like it, you know, and and I'm curious to hear your thoughts. I believe that with Monica showing up, it forced Agatha to speed up her her timeline. Oh, yeah, for sure. She revealed herself. Do you, you see it the same way? Yeah, because I think she ruined whatever they're, you know, the like, fuck, she's fucking with my shit. She's going to wake her up from my, <laughs> my spell or whatever. <laughs> I'm in the I'm middle just, of something right now. Why are you fucking? To, you, the way you said that, I'm just trying to picture Agatha just standing there like, this bitch is trying to fuck up my shit. Let me. <laughs> That's exactly what you saw her face when she looked outside. She's like, bitch. <laughs> That's all I can How'd she get back in? You're like, fuck, bro. I made that shit strong. Um, <laughs> but she still got in. and she, But she didn't, like, fight her. She just kind of told her, shoot. <laughs> like, Shoe fly. Yeah, um, I think at that moment, I think if I think if you fight her, you kind of give yourself up to Wanda. Yeah, you definitely do. And, and it and was not the best so, place. Right. That's not this that's not the spot to do it. All right. So um, she did it downstairs where she probably had more control of the situation. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so I, I did want to ask you, uh, you know, we're kind of working backwards here, but your thoughts on the um on the end credit scene or mid credit scene also. Yeah, uh, we got to see Wanda, not Wanda, Monica, searching the house for, for, for Wanda. And she got, you know, interrupted by Pietro. Quote, unquote, Pietro. <laughs> wow. this, um, is what I, this is what I couldn't wait to ask you. Do you think it's possible um, Evan Peters is playing Nicholas Scratch? It's possible. Maybe he's the bunny and comes to life. Randomly. That's what I'm thinking. That's, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Um, it's possible. I would, I, I mean, it's definitely a possible possibility. Um, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be completely shocked if that was the case. Um, also, like, is he, or maybe he's Ralph the whole time, and that's why we never saw Ralph because, like, can we use you here? And it's like more like a puppet, you know? But I don't know. I mean, we still haven't seen Ralph, so I think that's inevitably gonna end up being Mephisto, but right. Um, I don't know. I have no idea still who fucking Evan Peters really is, but we'll see soon, hopefully. 
regardless of who he is being, they are at some point going to have to explain why he looks like the Fox guy. I don't see. I don't. I don't think so. Because really? it, it only to us that matters. To that world, they don't. They, that's nobody. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Well, then I, I would like. No, I, yeah, it doesn't really matter. You're right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. You get what I'm saying, right? Yeah, I do. I do. They don't look at him like I see you in a movie. None ever happens. No one knows exactly. (laughs) They only know the Pietro that that died. They don't know. Right. Exactly. We know that he's from a movie, (laughs) but that's just for us. Right. Okay. So that could just be nothing more than just a nod to like, hey, we had a chance to do something fun. Yeah. Did it. Now I know that's gonna blow people's minds because they're like, how how does that work? But I'm like, that's just exactly how it works. Is how I just told you. In that world, they don't know who the fuck that is. It doesn't matter who that is. They've never seen that man. I mean, because obviously she doesn't recognize him. She could have used anybody, but why not use Evan Peters? That's that's just what it came down to. Especially when the whole idea is to mess with her head. Yeah, I, right. I get yeah, I get you. Okay. Yeah, I'm with oh. you on that. Um, the, uh, now me and Pete and Pete's friend Greg <laughs> Friday, we were podcasting from like ten to like one in the morning about Wandavision. Wow. We worked we worked up two different theories. Now again, I'm gonna let you know, like I let everyone Saturday know. None of us have read any of the spoilers. This is purely just uh deductive reasoning, right? So one my I told, I told you my working theory on Hayward being Ultron. Uh I remember you not hating it, but not necessarily being on board with it. Um right. so that was one theory, and then the other theory is the person that will be playing Mephisto could be none other than Hua himself, Mr. Yeah. Alfino. I saw that. I saw a lot of people thinking that because of uh, he said that he, he conversated with Feige and, yep. and I guess that he'd use him for the right role. So I'm like, he was the devil once. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And that would be, that's a big shot. That would be a big name. Like, oh shit, Al Pacino's in fucking WandaVision. <laughs> We had to we had to explain this Saturday. I had to explain this Saturday. One, people were like, nah, I don't really see Al Pacino doing it. Al Pacino did Hunters. I would have never expected him to do Hunters in a million years. A show like Hunters. Christian Bale is going to be a fucking alien Thor. Exactly. That's all I'm going to say. Exactly. So, and, and then I try to remind people, because people are like, oh, like, how can he be? James Spader is only... 19 years younger than Al Pacino and did the mocap for Ultron. But here's the funny thing. Henry mm-hmm. Lennox just told us, and he's very young, and he just told us he didn't even do the mocap for Martian Manhunter. <laughs> so I'm like, if they could do that for Henry Lennox, who easily, if he wanted to, um, could have done at least the mocap for Martian Manhunter, but didn't, that lets you know right there. And I told him, I'm like, I, I could... I'm a visual person. So when Pete threw that idea at me, I'm visualizing this season ending with where like Vision and and Wanda obviously defeat um, Agatha or whatever the threat is. And Agatha kind of teleports Wanda to like this weird dimension. Wanda kind of sees like a figure sitting on the couch. She walks around, sits in front of it. It's, it's Al Pacino as Mephisto. All he does is his light, his, his lights, his eyes are like fiery. That's all I need. I don't need the whole devil face or all that. If you want to build to that for Doctor Strange to be my guest. But I can picture him, the, the fire in his eyes, and he just says, 
well, hello, Wanda. And then it fades to black. And then, you know, we, we get the rest of it in Doctor Strange or maybe in that 10th episode. Who knows? You know, the, the, the rumor of a 10th episode. Um, but I love it. And now I can't really put a finger on anyone else being Mephisto mm-hmm. but Al Pacino. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I would look forward to it. That'd be cool. Let me ask you that. Would that be something? Because I said this. I said it wouldn't rival Luke Skywalker, but that's as close as you could ever get, is giving me Al Pacino as Mephisto. Nah, still not. I think to, to get to close to that Skywalker reveal, it has to be something that people are expecting, but also not expecting. And this is something that is cool, but it's not. I mean, so you wouldn't count expecting Mephisto, but not expecting Al Pacino to play Mephisto. I wouldn't count that as high. No. Mm, yeah, I. No, I, not on the I, same I, level. Well, you know, you know what my all-time favorite movie of all time is. So that's why, like, Al Pacino is dear to me. So I'm like to see him in the MCU, especially as one of my favorite villains. It would rank high. It, it, like I said, it wouldn't rival Luke Skywalker because that just that made me cry. But out of everything else, people are assuming of X-Men and, and, you know, from different universes and shit like that. The only thing to make me go, oh, my God, would be that. The other stuff is just like because like like we've said before, Joel, it's been expected so much or or, you know, theorized by people so much. <laughs> you're a little desensitized to it to where if you get it it's like oh man that was pretty cool but is that but, like knock my socks off cool but they also don't make sense this this, this is the thing like pacino being mephisto is very possible and even likely whereas the whole luke skywalker thing was very we didn't think possible <laughs> like we didn't think that uh, that was ever going to be a thing would have been cool like we thought, but we're like, ah, oh, there's no way that will happen. I'm not saying right now that it's all oh, that's never gonna happen. That, that fucking Pacino is gonna be fucking my beast, though. I think it's possible and very even likely. Yeah, now I'm with which you. is very different than you know. That's a different feeling. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. That's why I, I don't put it there. Yeah, like like I said, I cry for Luke Skywalker. I wouldn't cry for this reveal, but it it I tell you what, it would excite me way more than anything else anybody else has been trying to put out there. Like for Ian McKellen and stuff like that. that would be cool, but again, it wouldn't make sense to the story. I agree. To me, agree. not not at this moment. No, it it's still too early. Something. Right. It like the fact that we've never seen Wanda and Pietro's parents in the MCU. It would right. have hit a lot harder if instead of Pietro coming back, you bring back Sir Ian McKellen or Michael Fassbender but they're playing her father. Like, they don't have magnetic powers. They're legit her father. That would have been something to where it's like, whoa, 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 what? Yeah, that would be cool, too. Very similar to what they did with Evan Peters. Exactly. And it would have made more sense. But if you're telling me the show ends with, like, Magneto just popping up, it's like, where did you even come from? Like, (laughs) like, like, yeah, there's a whole... But like you have a whole like a lot of explaining needs to be done because <laughs> everything right now is pointing towards magic, 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 right? And multiverse. Obviously, there's going to be a multiverse, but I just think I don't think we're going to see that specifically here. <laughs> you know what I mean? And to me, Joel, I you know, let me know if you get this feeling too. To me, it's going to the well too much. You just did it with Evan Peters, so to do it again, that's not going to yeah, happen. But again, that's not to me. It's not much. That was again more of a not. That's how no, I look. Right, I right. Know. 
right. No, I, I'm not knocking that. I'm saying to go to the well of giving <sighs> us another face. From right, another, another fake. Right, right, right. That would be too. That'd be. It's like you just went to the well of that. Like you just did it again. Yeah, I think the shock is definitely a, a big name actor, uh, and it's probably playing a character that we've all guessed. We just don't know which one yet. <clears throat> yeah, that's where my heart is. All right, now walk me through, Joel. Looks like we got the birth of a photon. Walk, walk me through, uh, Monica's superhero spectrum, whatever they end up calling you. I assume photon because it might be like a, a a nod to her mom. Yeah, because that's what her mom's name was. Right. So, yeah, uh, that's what I'm going with. Um, yeah. I think I talked to you about this, but if I didn't, Saturday I say because obviously it was another another shot of someone praising Captain Marvel and Monica kind of going, yeah, 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 fuck that bitch. Um, mm-hmm. I think it might have to do with it's possible that Captain Marvel's radiation got to uh, her mother. And that's what gave her cancer. And Monica blames Captain Marvel for, you know, for her mom having cancer. To me, that's the more realistic thing to hate someone for. Um, you know, obviously by accident, you know, Carol Danvers didn't mean to. Um, I, I think that could maybe be their beef. But anyway, I think Photon they're going to go with for, for the nod to her mom. But anyway, your thoughts on the emergence of Monica really coming into uh or coming a little closer even aesthetically to being um her superhero counterpart and then you know her big moment of her superhero landing and then you know kind of breaking through the the breach yeah that was uh, the whole big thing the whole breach thing because I, I didn't i didn't first of all i didn't expect her to get her power so soon um and then now you know it happened she you know she went through she, she forced her way through that barrier um with you know, that truck was literally there for nothing. <laughs> it ended up being just like one of those kind of a dupe, like, ah, she's going to walk through. Well, what it really did is just open the hole and she walked through it. Um, and yeah, you see her like, I think what, what, what really came out of it is that um, because of the alterations in her DNA and because of her, I guess, eventually getting her powers as she was walking through the bubble, like the barrier, um you could see that she fought off any type of changes the the bubble was trying to make to her so she came out normal you know you just see her eyes light up blue and she could see the light spectrum inside the bubble and how different it is and probably than the way it is outside can't imagine because i don't know they never showed what it looks like on the other side (laughs) so we have nothing to compare it to but you could tell she can't she can't see like she was before she can definitely see light like differently and that was the point because that's what she is living pretty much living late at this point but she doesn't know that yet she's still kind of figuring things out um but at this point you know um she has her confrontation with wanda like you said you see a little superhero landing that kind of like boom and you see like the the light just kind of like almost like a shock shock absorber type of thing um and then later on you see her eyes turn purple when she looks down at the fucking basement uh, and then, you know, get surprised by Petro. So the people are asking, did she get, like, missed, like, is her, there are her eyes turn purple because the energy was purple or did it because she get spellbound just like um, Wanda, looked like Wanda did? Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I guess we have to see and find out for next week. But, yeah, this is, this is the beginning of uh, Photon in the MCU. I think I'm leaning more towards uh, Spellbound. Um, 
because she's going to be a neighbor next week. She's going to be back to whatever her name was. <laughs> um, no, because I don't think that would have an effect on Wanda anymore. Um, and we don't even know the fallout of Wanda now we knowing don't. that Agatha is, you know, is the person that was behind it all. That's um, true. We don't know where that's going. <laughs> so I'm like, if if Agatha revealed herself to us, the viewers, but not to Wanda, I would say yes. It's very possible that, um, you know, Wanda could maybe view Monica as playing into the part. Uh, rather than like her faking it or something, but I don't I don't know the fallout. Like, it, w w is Agatha strong enough to make Wanda forget everything and go back to being the the doting housewife? I don't know, you know. Uh, right. But I do believe that Agatha, you know, because to me, Evan Peters showing up wasn't to knock her out. I don't believe because it faded to black before like he did anything besides say Snooper's gonna snoop. Mm -hmm. so her eyes going purple could be uh, the flowers are very enchanting. Um, so like it kind of just put her maybe in a trance. Because um, to me, I wouldn't like it if her eyes just kind of light up for anything that has like a lot of power. You know what I'm saying? Like something yellow comes out tomorrow that's really strong. Her eyes would be yellow. Like mm -hmm. I, I don't really like the idea of that. Um, it depends. It depends how it's explained. I don't mind as long as it's explained. Oh, well, yes. Well. If, it's ex if it's explained, yeah, I'll accept it. But from the outside looking in, I'm kind of like, ah, it kind of just feels more spellbound than anything. Um, because if you look at Monica, she is energy. She's light. So if she starts changing, if, if the color of her eyes or her color of her whatever, or her aura or whatever, the changes based on what she's using or what, what you know, that, that's fine. Like, I don't mind. It just it depends. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, but I do love our introduction. Um to her gaining her powers because a lot of people don't know this joelle uh monica rambo is pretty strong um like pretty powerful she's not one to really trifle with um so it's good that you know a lot of people are kind of you know seeing who monica rambo really is um so i love it i can't wait to see more i can't wait to see if you know, we see the beginning of her powers only to be fleshed out more in Captain Marvel 2, or will they do kind of like a time jump that she's been able to kind of get a hold of her powers between now and when that movie, uh, that well, movie. Well, hopefully we get an evolution of like her learning and her abilities throughout, you know, maybe right. she gets different steps. Like right now, only thing she's showing that she can see the light spectrum. <laughs> um, so it's very much like a matter of like, will she fly? Will she uh, move at the speed of light? Will she move through objects like the fucking uh, vision? Like she can go through objects like that. Um, she can become intangible is what I'm trying to say. Right. Um, she, was, she was pretty dumb strong in the comic. So. But she's not that different from Captain Marvel, except, you know, she's just more energy based and less. Yeah, she's like almost like living energy. That's basically what it is. <laughs> right. Um, what was I gonna say? So yeah, so I'm really excited for that. Um, now that commercial, I've had to explain to people. Did you? Did you? Um, did you get the nexus of it? Well, that's the thing. I, at the time, I wasn't sure what the fuck. I know what a nexus is, but I wasn't right. sure what the, they meant by nexus. It could mean a lot of different things. And then there's the whole nexus beings thing. And I'm like, that's, I don't know. That's, that's where I'm going. That's what I think they meant. Um, because we know nexus beings are Kang the Conqueror, Jean Grey, uh, Wanda. It's very possible Loki could end up being a nexus being. 
Um, but I explained this Saturday, but for our listeners, for this show's purposes, Nexus beings are people that transcend uh, time and reality. Like they could move through time and reality um, and kind of like, like, for example, if Wanda was to go from the MCU to the Fox universe, she would be cognizant that she's moving from one universe to another. Like it wouldn't wipe her, her mind. Um, mm-hmm. Like they, they have the ability to transcend through it. It's why Kang is the Time Lord, um, and it seems like they're maybe going to make Loki uh, somewhat of that, so he could possibly end up being a, a Nexus being. Um, but we have two Omega-level uh, beings that are Nexus beings in Jean Grey and Wanda. Um, so that'll be interesting to see if whenever they introduce Jean Grey, will she also still be a Nexus being. But no way they brought up Nexus and it wasn't supposed to be a nod to that in my mind. And I'm not saying that as fact, uh, but that's how I picked it up. Yeah. yeah, That's possibly exactly what it is, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, but the, the, but I try to like read the commercial, like what, what even if she is one, was she given something to enhance it or to amplify it or dampen it or something you know the whole commercial was about taking pills and what does she do in the episode taking pills taking pills um that was not lost on me like i said when i say i put on my tinfoil hat when this show comes on i really do so i paid attention to that also joelle it was in the back of my head like this yeah. is a pill commercial, and she ended up taking pills in this episode. Because I think all those commercials tell a story, because the other ones were basically stuff we've seen before. The, now the last two have been stuff we haven't seen before, but they've happened to her. Right. We just haven't seen it yet. And those two incidents haven't, you know, we haven't seen. We're just imagining how it played out, but we really don't know. So the, the whole thing with the shark on the island and the whole thing with um, um, the, the Nexus pills um, are stuff that happened to her while we were not paying you know we weren't watching you know what i mean right. so now it's a matter of them filling the blank which they probably will explain uh those commercials will probably make more sense by the end of the series yeah i think once the season ends everything like legit top from bottom will make so much sense because we'll have so much more information um but for now you know we can only piece together what we can piece together and what you piece together from that is the next is being but, you know, it's very much connected to me, I imagine, very much connected to the idea that she did take these pills in this. Ep- well, not those specific pills, but she took pills in this episode. So mm-hmm. um, I'm also pretty curious on those actors. Um, do they mean more, not more to the uh, the MCU, more to the show? Because um, it's been the same actors, every commercial, but the shark one. Uh, has it? Yep, it's been those two. They were the ones for the Strucker watch. They were the ones for the my uh the oven. Uh, she was the single mom in in uh in the bath. She was also the mom for the paper towels. She was obviously the lady in this pill commercial. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the guy was the the pharmacist. So I'm like, I'm really curious on who these two people are. I heard a theory that they could be Wanda's parents. I don't believe that. Um. I'm just curious, like, are they innocent townspeople or are they supposed to mean a little bit more to this story? Um, so I'm curious. But they could be nothing. 
I mean, we just got all hyped for something and it was <laughs> major good news. So I'm like, they could be nothing. They could very well be nothing. Um, anything else in this episode stand out to you? Uh, anything else in this episode you said? Yeah. Um, I thought it was funny. Like, the, like I love the whole um, Modern Family and um, Office references in it. Um, Vision was Vision and Darcy were fun together. Uh, that was cool. Um, I do. I did notice that, like, when she was at home, and she saw the weather report, and it said it'd be sunny all week, uh, and it wasn't sunny where Darcy and, and Vision were. <laughs> And she, I mean, it was rainy or whatever. She's like, it never, isn't it always sunny and, and whatever? And it, it rained over there. So I'm like, wonder what that's about. Um, that is very interesting. Um, I also thought it was funny how the, the, the mailman who's now delivering packages for like a, a packaging company. Yeah. Um, when Monica and Wanda were going through the fight, he was walking by and his box said fragile. Like to me, yeah. kind of stood out to like Wanda's is very fragile in that moment. Um, but yeah, I, I what I, what I guess I didn't like from a sitcom uh, point of view was I've never watched Modern Family, never been a fan, right? Like so the the whole mockumentary is from The Office, and I kind of felt like the only thing they really lent to The Office was the theme song, um, and I'm kind of just like. The office is way more polarizing. There should have just been more more mockumentary of the office to where um Yeah, but it's a family thing. That, so that's, the that's the only modern family it's like, uh, okay, okay. They do the same thing. They do the whole interview thing. Like Yeah, so. I get it. Um, even though, by the way, um, I always thought it was weird. Like the office was a mockumentary because, you know, they were part of this this um like this uh documentary uh project modern family why were they being followed by <laughs> film people <laughs> i don't know i never i never finished i just watched i used to i watch like i watched most of my comedies growing up just it's on i just watch i haven't actually watched it from beginning to end yeah i would like to know that because like they were showing really intimate moments like like phil and what's her name doing weird stuff in like hotel rooms and it was just like they film a lot of that you know they catch a lot of stuff but yeah. i don't know I don't, like, i've never never watched i never oh. really thought about that because like i said i never really got into modern family I, that's mainly because modern family came out around the time where like a lot of comedies were doing mockumentary and i just mm-hmm. was not feeling it <laughs> parks and recreation you of know, the the family I'm not saying none of them are bad. Like I said, I haven't seen them. I just I don't know. It sounds like you're saying all of them are bad, and I don't like it. <laughs> not at all. It was just right around the time of The Office, and I'm just like, it's it's the same thing. <laughs> like the the premise of it being a mockumentary is, and I just at the time wasn't interested. But um, you know, I like to go back to things that were popular to other people before and watch them now when they're obviously not on air anymore um but at some point i'll binge through both of those and you know i can give a better assessment but i don't have anything negative to say it's just it was around the time where the office was doing it and doing it a lot better um and i was just kind of like i don't really need the regurgitation of it um but anyway back to wandavision um this stood out to me joel did this catch you also um 
Wiccan telling Agatha that she's quiet inside. Yeah, I mean, because that's how the episode starts with fucking her talking to the mother and saying all oh, the voices are kink, so noisy uh, and loud. And then she's basically like ignoring him and telling him like she's trying to sleep. Uh, and then she, when she gets to the house, or he he gets to the house and he talks to Agnes and is like, "It's really quiet here. I like it." You're you're quiet, Agnes. <laughs> Inside. <laughs> I, I was making the joke Saturday that he was just like, I like that you have nothing going for yourself. You have no life, you have no friends, you have no family. You have no thoughts. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. So when he said, but I, I spoke to this Saturday and I'm curious on your thoughts of it. Um, because we know kids, they're not like they're somewhat perceptive, but they're not fully perceptive because they don't just they don't understand things yet. So to me, I took that as he senses something is wrong. Yeah. Since he can't put his finger on it, he just kind of takes it to where it's more comforting because it's easier for him to be him. He doesn't. Yeah. Well, like, plus, he's not dealing with the noise anymore, you know? Right, right. So I took it as because to me, I've been telling you since he's aged up, to me, there's been numerous scenes where he's kind of like, something's not right. But then, like, he can't put his finger on it, so he just kind of moves on with life. But mm -hmm. there's numerous times where he's just like, I don't trust this. Like, something is weird. Something's um, off. Something's off, yeah. But, you know, kids are very perceptive. Like, kids will tell you, like, hey, you stink. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't just tell somebody that. And it's like, oh, I can't? Right. No. <laughs> like, kids I didn't people, need to hear that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't need to hear that. But kids are the perfect people. You know how like women will go like, does this dress make me look fat? Kids are the perfect people to ask. They'll be like, yes, yep. you look huge. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, I took that, you know, when, when he was saying that. I was just like, he really is sensing something for sure. Um, but all right, last question about WandaVision. I think we covered everything. Um, do you think her kids have already been uh, sacrificed? Or do you think we'll see them again? Uh, not not again, like in, in the <laughs> bigger <laughs> thing of the MCU. I mean, within just this season. Uh, I think we'll see them again this season. I don't know when, but I think we will at some point. Okay, so you don't think Mephisto's already consumed? Uh, even if he did, I don't think it'll last. Oh, oh, so you don't think this, this season will end where she doesn't have her kids? I don't think, no, I don't, I don't really think it ends that way. And even if it does, uh, I, you know, I don't think they'll be gone for long, so. Oh, no, 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 I'm with you. I'm only speaking about this season. I know they'll be back for the, the bigger picture. I'm saying because the actress who plays Monica Rambo had just did an interview and said that uh, it's gonna, yeah, it's going to end really sad. I'm like, well, if it goes by the comics, you know, clearly what what i take that as is you know she comes to the realization visions visions dead nothing you can do and her kids are gone you know not dead but gone you know and that's why yeah. there's a good chance we probably won't see them again um but i mean no I, you know i'm I'm with you they're gonna be young that'll be sad that'll be fucking sad if the vision's gone gone I'm like, oh man, that would suck. <laughs> you know, to me, I think with the performance Paul Bettany put on for this, there's no way he's gone gone for good. But as far as the story, I think to really kind of bring it home, you have to kind of show Wanda like he's gone. But to me, I I think they'll bring him back at some point. I mean, why I would actually like it if he's the mentor to the young Avengers. I would love it the way Red Tornado was for Young Justice. 
I mean, he's I in the. They use Vision like that. Technically. Wait, say it again. He's in the Young Avenger comics as as a young Vision. <laughs> oh well, even I no, because I kind of still wanted to be Paul Bettany. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would still want to be Paul Bettany. I would rather just be like, because to me, I would prefer the Young Avengers to be a series rather than like uh, a movie. I think it would just work better as a series. Um, but even if it's a movie, I would like Paul Bettany to be like the, um, you know, like I just said, the Red Tornado of of, of Young Justice, but to the Young Avengers. Um, so maybe that's when you can you can put them back together. Um, but all right, that's all he's we got. Black and white first, you know. Who care? <laughs> Wait, say it again. As long as he's black and white first, I want to see more of that. Yeah, I'm not against that. Yeah, sure, I'm I'm with you on that. To me, the the end goal has to be he looks more comic accurate. <laughs> like yeah. that's that's my end goal. Bring him to what he should look like, not how you're trying to make him look in the MCU, and I'll be fine. So if that means we have to go through steps. Like, he looks the way you want first, and then the end game is that he looks the way that he does in the comics. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. You know, I'm fine with that. Um, I did want to ask you, I did hear someone that has a Hispanic background say that that whole luchador scene bothered them. Did that bother you at all? Not at all. Okay. All right. No problem. All right. <laughs> all right. Let's move on. Uh, we got some, some big DC news. Um, now, I'm going to pass it to you to pronounce her name, but I do want to state that I am very familiar with the actress. Um, I do watch Young and the Restless with my aunt. Um, She did get an award for her performance of the moment where she was in a coma during the Young and the Restless. So she's proven that she has the acting chops. I just didn't know that she was even on the radar for something like this. So the first thing my aunt asked me when I told her, like, she was going to be Supergirl, she's like, does that mean she's leaving Young and Restless? I said, absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, even if she's not going to be Supergirl long term, um, if she knocks us out of the park, it just it, it gets more eyes on her than a soap opera would. So you'll you'll def- she'll definitely be in projects up the wazoo after this. Um, but, Joelle, your thoughts on Andy giving us the official announcement of our DCEU or DC universe. I don't know what these movies are calling themselves, but um, I mean, our, cause I don't want to say our new Supergirl cause she's not replacing Melissa. So I don't know what to call the movie universe. Yeah. When I first saw the report, I thought that's what they were doing. I'm like, what the fuck? There's only one season left. Why would they do that? <laughs> <laughs> that makes no sense. Um, but no, it ended up being that she's the Supergirl in the in the DCU or the the movies universe, right. um, <clears throat> which the, which she will be in the Flash. So I'm like, congratulate. I mean, it was really this big thing. So like, oh my god, like they, they, the Supergirl, like forever they talked about a Supergirl movie and possibly bringing in a Supergirl, but we, we weren't sure it'll ever happen. <clears throat> a couple months ago, we got reports that they were putting that on the back burner until they figured out what they're going to do with Superman. And so, you know, we didn't know. We didn't know for sure what was going on. And then, uh, you know, the, Andy Muschietti obviously has plans to use her in the Flash movie in some capacity. And I think the biggest question coming out of that is, is she, is she the which universe version of Supergirl is she? <laughs> is she the main universe of Supergirl? Or is she someone a whole separate universe like because uh, you know they're, they're, the flash movie is also dealing with you know multiverses so right that's another question i think my biggest fear joel was um because we haven't heard anything 
about Henry uh, recently, right? So my right. biggest fear was I, I, I love this, and I specifically love this for you because you had just said last episode Hispanics need more representation, and you can't get any. Well, you could get any bigger, but this is huge. This is very big. It's this a nice step in the right, right direction. This is something yeah. for Hispanic girls to kind of look up to, especially if this is long-standing. This isn't just this movie. Um, but my biggest fear was, don't tell me this is your idea of giving us Supergirl, and that's where we're going forward, and then at some point, maybe you'll work back in Superman. I I need it to kind of be in, you know, in, in, in tandem. I need her to be Supergirl, but she better not get a movie before Henry gets his sequel. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't mind it. And that might be the same movie. <laughs> you, I, I, I'm fine with that. I'm completely fine with that. But I don't want to make it. I don't want to make it sound like I have no interest in Supergirl on her own. I do. But my biggest issue is I don't like you giving me a character that shouldn't exist before their predecessors. So, like, like I told you, it took a while for me to get into the idea of Batwoman existing because she purely exists because of batman and now you're telling me there is no batman <laughs> like <laughs> i don't like that i don't like that at all oh. so, i was just exploring we're talking about the other day or like the dc universe <laughs> with no superman and in a retired batman <laughs> right. exactly, that's what we're looking forward to <laughs> right and to me that terrifies me so i hope this <sighs> i hope this is um because to me if they're using supergirl the way that they use Superman in that Flashpoint animated movie, I don't right. mind. I don't mind whatsoever. That's really cool. That's a great visual. And I hope she's our long-standing Supergirl. But I don't want to hear after this, like, oh, there's thoughts of her solo and their fast track. Give me Superman. <laughs> like, why is this so hard for them? I don't understand. Like, I don't understand. You know what? DC sometimes seems more and more like the cults. You have such a dominant IP that you just don't even know what to do with it. I've never seen that before. I've never seen having a a toy chest of some of the greatest characters and just going, what do we do? I don't know. Give them movies. <laughs> what, what are we talking about right now? Like, how do, how do you know how to use Aquaman and Wonder Woman, but Superman, you're just like that? Well, they didn't. They clearly locked into that. Really, to be fair, that's fair. that's fair. You know, they locked into it. It's true. Forever, that 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 guy company didn't know what to do with half the shit they got. So that's why, hopefully, they have a plan. You know, we we can sit here and say they don't, but we don't know that for sure because they've been. No. That's all they talk about their plan of synergy. You know, synergy between all the, the shows and the movies and this and that. So I'm like, all right, hopefully there's a fucking plan. You know, I do, but that that's the thing. I believe they have a plan. What scares me is I don't know if it's a good plan. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> you know? I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if a plan that doesn't involve Superman or Batman is a good plan. But Exactly. You know, and, yeah. and, Joel, let's go a step further. <clears throat> I don't think a plan that doesn't give me any inclination on when I'm seeing how Jordan or Jon Stewart is a good plan. All right. Um, I mean, it's, yeah. like, how, how do you not have your main cogs in order and before you me, move forward? To me, the more confusing thing is you're talking about introducing secondary characters when you haven't fully fleshed out your your primary characters, and it's just right. skipping steps here, you know, like let's let's not skip steps. These are great characters that I want you to introduce, but they don't exist without their counterparts. Like 
that, that's like if you hear if you hear after Flashpoint, they're fast tracking Wally. What? <laughs> like why? You just gave me Flash. How is there a Wally already? Relax. Ease into it. Ease into it. Ease into it. Um, but I love this casting. Um, I, I'm assuming you aren't familiar with the actress, right? No, I've never heard of her until I saw her the other day on Twitter. Yeah, that, that's that was most of social media's <laughs> reaction, and then yeah. it's it's the one percent of us that are like, yeah, I yeah. watch Women Restless, <laughs> like, yeah, not, you know. Um, yeah, so I'm really excited for her. I watching her in Young and Restless. I had the large, I had the biggest crush on her, so I was just like, wait, well, hold on, what? Supergirl? Yeah, Kanan, give me that interview. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't work on that now, like right now. Give me, give me that interview. Um, but I'm really excited for this, man. This movie is shaping out to be pretty cool. Um, how do you? Go ahead. I'm sorry. How you? do you feel about her hair? Because that that was a big topic. <laughs> all week this is, this is how i view it this is how i view it right supergirl's hair is not the equivalent of black canary's hair yes it's always been black, and to me that is something that you can easily pull off you don't need a wig there's a such thing as dyeing someone's hair that's easily fixed i don't know why people are assuming that she won't be blonde there's been nothing right. to tell us that she won't Correct. right but to me I don't <laughs> wait a minute. Hold on, Joel, because you're gonna love this. <laughs> on Geek Vibes Live, I gave you the biggest shout out, right? I said, uh oh, you? we were talking about this uh this casting, and I said, um, because I think someone was asking about her hair, and I said to me it's not as uh you know, it's not as important as black canary being blonde. Like Supergirl has just always looked blonde, but I don't think it's necessarily um like a make or break and then you know i think someone was saying like does it really matter and i said you ask joel you guys do me a favor ask joel one day just randomly just randomly text him and ask him hey it's not important if gambit has an accent is it and i said watch how angry he gets (laughs) (laughs) watch how angry joel gets what just just watch um so i said to some people i said for some people maybe supergirl being blonde is very important to them I, to me, it's, I told you before, it's not a big deal to me. Um, Hair or accent has to be something that is so specific to that character that to not have it throws them off, right? So I don't necessarily see Supergirl like that because Melissa's kind of like a dirty blonde. She's not like full blonde. And people love that. But it's not brunette either. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. It's not blonde like how the comics looks. But with with Dinah, you can't get away with anything really besides her being blonde blonde, you know? So well, to they me, pulled it off in the movie. They did. And it, it to me, that was as blonde as an African-American can get. So that's or why should I'm get, blonde. maybe. That's really the difference. <laughs> right. So that's why I accepted it, because it's like <laughs> you won't see many black people with you know, the kind of blonde hair that Dinah has in the comic. So that's the only reason why I didn't make a big deal about that. But Melissa, Melissa doesn't have the typical blonde hair that, you know, Supergirl does in the comics and people accepted her. So I'm like, why is it any different here? Like she doesn't need to have bright blonde to be Supergirl. Well, we don't know, like you said, what, what color hair she's going to have, you know, will she be, Maybe. Uh, will she have hints of it? Maybe. Will she stay brunette? Maybe. I, we don't know 100% yet. Is it important to the character, hair color? No. Her, her color never means really anything. 
Exactly. And they have issues with blonde people because there, there were like there isn't any. Um, <laughs> so why not have one? It's not a bad, it's not a big deal to have blonde people in your movies, DC. <laughs> I, I don't disagree, but to me, it's not, it's not a make or break. Like I, I told you, I understood your point on, on Gambit. I, I, I told you it wasn't important to me, but I understand. <laughs> I understand why it's important to you. So if someone's saying it's important for, for them to see Supergirl blonde, I, mm-hmm. I will fight them, but. I also could care less if <laughs> if she's if she's you know if her hair is like no. I, I well, I don't. I mean that that I'll take that too. I just don't know if I want to see her brunette. You know, like oh, the same I, thing. Like I don't want to see a blonde Superman. That's just odd. The fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm with you. I don't. I don't want her brunette. But again, I w- when people were freaking out, I'm like, what are you basing this off of? He just casted her. That's her natural hair color. Right. That doesn't mean right. it can't change. Like, like Andy, Andy, oh. yeah, Andy didn't say, "Hey guys, meet your Supergirl." And by the way, this this Fuck hair color, hair. it's saying, yeah. Like, yeah. So I don't, I don't know why people jump to the conclusion of. You I know, think it's she's always been blonde. Supergirl always been blonde. So like, is it to me? It is similar to like Black Canary because she doesn't wear a mask. Black Canary doesn't wear a mask, so it's like it's part of the look. Um. So for me, it is odd to see her without blonde hair it, it's it it doesn't look the same without blonde hair um and look you could pull it off like you did in the cartoons look if she was super girl she had blonde hair when she was car she wore she was a brunette which is obviously a much better disguise than not wearing you know um than like the, what car uses in the show where it's just glasses like clark i'm like that doesn't work you know? i don't know how it works on <laughs> but like changing your hair color like wearing a like a brunette wig or some shit like that or vice versa uh that's that's different that definitely like you could disguise yourself easier when you're not when you have different hair color you know yeah that's a whole different look i think the biggest problem with melissa's supergirl is they were trying too hard to tell you like this is our superman like don't really focus on the idea of seeing uh the actual male superman so we're gonna make her as close to the character of clark and superman as possible and it was just like but she could just be Kara, like, like <laughs> the whole glasses and stuff. Like she could just be Kara. That's cool. Like that would work, you know. Like we have enough of the CW trying to make characters that are great on their own be someone else. You made a right. whole arc of Oliver being Batman, and acted like we wouldn't we wouldn't recognize that. Like that's no no. We we're, we're used to the 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 wisecracking Oliver. Why'd you make it so dark? Yeah, I like I like wisecracking Oliver. Um. But yeah, but like I was just saying, I, 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 to me, it is important to the character. Like, like it's I don't, and I don't compare that to like the Flash. Like Ezra's not blonde, and look, to be fair, we have never had a blonde Barry, and blonde and Barry's blonde in the comic books. Again, I don't know why they hate blonde people, <laughs> uh, but it just hasn't happened yet. Um, but it's the different because the Flash doesn't have hair when he has a mask on. So like classically, he, you could it doesn't matter what color hair he has because. You don't ever see his hair. They don't wear masks that cover their hair. Like Bruce, I don't look. I don't like blonde Bruce. Don't. I don't <laughs> because it's just that it looks weird to me. But we've already had two blonde Bruce's, but it doesn't matter because Batman, you can't see his hair. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's different. It's very disgusting not to have black hair on on Bruce. Even on brown. It's, even brown. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's... Um. But speaking of Flash, I was telling. Uh, cause this week 
I will be defending the DCEU on Kind of Nerdy Dudes. Um, I will be trying to have to persuade uh, a lot of that cast why the DCEU is good and how I can see them being successful going forward. Um, I even have to have the conversation on why Man of Steel was one of the better Superman stories. Um, And I have to have the argument, Joel, me and you have had numerous times, which was the Dark Knight trilogy, amazing, phenomenal movies, not the best Batman movies, (laughs) not the best telling uh, story of Batman. Um, So I I have to go through all that. Um, But my point was, I was saying to Tia, because, you know, Tia is not sold on Ezra Miller as Flash. And I keep trying to explain to people because she's not the only one that feels like that. So I don't want this to seem like I'm calling out Tia. No, there's um, a couple people. But dude, a lot of them are, are more recently because of the whole incident with the, the choking thing. Right. <laughs> I do know a lot of people that thought the acting was not accurate to Barry. And what I wanted to tell those people and what I said Saturday was, or, or, or the last podcast was, people have to remember, acting is a director's choice how they're perceived is a director's choice. It's right. why no one left the first two Thor movies going. This Chris Hemsworth guy, pretty good actor. No, why? Because what Kenneth was doing with those two movies just were not to make Thor look good. Um, and then you see Taika get him and how do we feel about Thor now? We love him, right? So to me, it's like you got to give Andy a chance to direct Ezra. Maybe he'll direct Ezra to be more very accurate but i keep trying to remind people there's there's grant is not the comic accurate barry either he's closer than ezra but still more jokey in him than (laughs) than there really is in barry in the comics barry is the light of the dce uh, of the dc universe Mm -hmm. um, specifically the justice league but the jokiness of him is not like the Flash on CW perceives him or the uh, the DCEU perceives him. Um, Barry's just not that jokey. He's just more joyous. And I think that's where people get confused and are like, yeah, Grant's nailing it. No, he's doing a great job as Barry, but Barry's just not this. He's not this dependent on others. He's not this jokey. He's just joyous, you know, like Spider, not, not, not like Spider-Man because he is more jokey, but he's just joyous as compared to everyone else who's just more like, yeah, I just killed a guy yesterday, Barry. We don't smile over here, you know? So to me, it's like Ezra can find, uh, you know, a, a middle ground. And maybe Andy sees that and doesn't like it. And maybe Andy changes it. We yeah, you don't know him. how he's going to direct him. You're right. Exactly. And, uh, like, and at the end of the day, Ezra is more of a mal- and an amalgam of Barry and Wally. Like, right. Wally is, and people grew up with Flash. Flash is funny. You do need comic relief in the team. Usually it's the Flash. So and Barry came back. We can, Barry's the primary Flash now. So they added some humor to Barry. That's all it is. Right. And, and, and I'm not saying I don't, I don't like the humor um, that he's giving, but it, it's very much them trying to find a, a more, you know, a better balance to things. But the CW by no means is a full-on accurate portrayal of, of Barry. It's a blend. Just like I, I believe Zach was going for a higher blend but a blend nonetheless. So to me, it's just like, give it a chance. I know a lot of people that were not interested in Thor Ragnarok because of how comical it, it was looking. But I'm like, it's different from the Thor you've been complaining about before. Give it a chance. 
And I'm glad I did because, again, I still believe Thor has the best arc in all of the MCU. So to me, I'm like, I, I'm really glad that I gave it a chance and I didn't kind of shut myself out of what Taika could possibly do with, with Chris Hemsworth. And I believe Andy will do that with, with, uh, with Ezra. I mean, I, I said it on Geek Vibes Live, Joel. Me and you left It Chapter 2 really enjoying it. Yeah, I did. He, here's a reminder, though, Joel. Andy used a fucking deodorant commercial guy as one of the one of the lead actors, and we enjoyed it. We didn't leave it going, uh, couldn't believe his acting. He just sells deodorant. No, we left it going. Andy did a really good job putting him in positions to succeed in that movie, and we enjoyed it. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's like, give it a chance. Let let Andy do what Andy does, and which is make things really good. Um, the, those two it it movies are all I need to know about the director to have faith in him for what right. he can do with this Flash movie. Simple as that. But all right. Uh, nothing else we want to add about the Supergirl casting, right? No, that was the biggest thing right there. Well, she's, that she's Hispanic and she's blonde. Like, obviously, we don't give a shit that she's Hispanic. It's not more... Uh, I, mean, actually, I, actually, I actually like that more than uh, what a lot of us were probably fan casting Supergirl to be. Um, to me, I, I like, I kind of hope DC and Marvel does that more. Take prominent characters and change their race. You know, as long as it, it, it yeah. fits within the, the character, like obviously don't come out tomorrow and make Luke Cage white. But, you know, to me, no, no. Race, race change it up, you know, add some yeah. diversity. Exactly. It's fine. What people don't understand, and I get this so much, what people don't understand is when you take an original concept and make the character Hispanic or Black or Asian or Indian, no one really cares. It's only something that people pay attention to when you take someone that they've seen before and you change them. That's Mm -hmm. how you really uh, provide change. But if they were just creating original characters that are Black or Hispanic, it takes time for people to get, you know, uh, accustomed to who this new character is. Yeah, um, you know, yeah. so you have a lot of people that just don't really pay attention. Like Joel, I can't tell you how many people when I say the name Jaime, they're like, "Who?" Yeah, that's what happens. You know, that's what's gonna happen until he that's gets his happen. own fucking movie. <laughs> exactly. So instead of having to make Hispanic or Black or Asian or Indian characters have to go through the mud first, right? No, take a character people already know and love and swap them, change them. Boom, yeah. there it if it works, if you can make it work, fucking go it for it. Look, it worked for Aquaman, bro. It's he's, no he's, he's all but Polynesian at this point in the comic books. <laughs> exactly. No one complained once. You see Nick Fury as, as, um, as Samuel He's Jones. black. Right? No he's black now. Exactly. They changed it all up. Now he's black. You know, he's, right. they, they, have, now, they explained it away and everything. And now there's a generation of kids that only know Nick Fury to be black. If they saw him as white, they go, what is that? You yeah. Know? I mean, they're the whole generation of people that, that did not know there was a white Green Lantern. <laughs> you know what I mean? Me, me, Joel. That's why I told you Hal became my favorite because I never knew who he was. <laughs> like once I found out about him, I'm like, I really like this guy. Not more than John Stewart, but maybe as much as I like John Stewart. All right. Because so you me, got to know a new character, right? Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, to me, I love that. I love that for new generations that they see it as a specific race that maybe it wasn't to begin with. So this right. is huge. This is big. This is big. This is big. This is big. 
Um, all right, moving on. We got some Star Wars news before we get into Marvel. Um, we got a possible casting for Ezra Bridger for um, the Ahsoka series. Now, what confused me a bit was I don't think I've ever understood how old Ezra was supposed to be in Rebels. Apparently. Um, so when this casting was, uh, was you know, came out, or, or rumor, because it's not confirmed. Um, it's a rumor, um, obviously, till we hear it from Disney in in, uh, in Lucasfilm. But anyway, um, this kid's pretty young. I mean, he's the guy that played Aladdin. Uh, right. He's pretty young. So to me, I'm just like, I, I guess I just don't get how old Ezra was supposed to be. So I'm fine with it. I kind of did like the uh, the guy from iZombie that was campaigning to be Ezra. Yes. Um, I really did like that, and I was really hoping for that because I thought he was maybe in like his thirties and that's what I thought they were going for with, with Ezra it was mm-hmm. like a, um, you know, late twenties, early thirties, mid thirties, mid thirties, right. Mid thirties. I figured it out once, or at least I had an idea where it would be. I think it was mid thirties, forties. Right. So this kid is early to mid twenties. He's 29. Um, oh, he's 29. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, then I take it back. I thought he was like 25 or 26. Okay. 29. Mm-hmm. Then, no, nah, I mean, we're, we're splitting hairs here, you know? He just looks young. <laughs> right, and, and that's what I think caught me off guard is how young he looked. Okay, so then you know what? I completely take my complaint off the table. Um, I don't mind this, but this is a huge step up from a guy who a year and a half ago was telling us, I can't find work after Aladdin. This is a pretty big step <laughs> up. Yeah, um, it's a up, yo. <laughs> So if this is true, how are you liking the casting for uh, Ezra? Uh, I love him because I love him. I think he's great. Uh, and then I loved obviously Ezra from the from the show, and to see him actually uh, in live action, I, it'd be great. Uh, I, I, we're, we we just want to know more about where, where Ezra's been. We were hoping to see him in the Mandalorian, so then the knowing that he'll show up in um, Ahsoka's show, like we figured, uh, it's it's great. And now 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 if it's an official, if he's officially Ezra, I mean that's that's fucking awesome. Yeah, now, if that domino falls, there's only two big dominoes left to fall. And that's, will we get Rex? And who the hell is playing Admiral Thrawn? Mm-hmm. Grand Admiral Thrawn. Right, because you're not telling me Ezra's in this show, but Thrawn's not. Thrawn's like the last name she said in her out of her mouth. <laughs> so I'm like, clearly she's looking for him. So right. if there's Ezra, there could be Thrawn. So to me, that's who I'm assuming is going to be um, either in the shadows of that first season of Ahsoka to be the bad guy for the big team up that the uh, the Star Wars universe is building with these shows, or he's a big bad for season one of Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Uh, regardless, I'm waiting for that casting, whether it's rumors, speculation. I can't wait to hear some of the names that are thrown out for it. Mm-hmm. Me too. Uh, I'm very excited because uh, anything, anything like what we got with the Mandalorian this season, I want more of that because that fucking world is fucking rocks. <laughs> yes, it is. And they made Ahsoka look amazing. Dude. So a series full of that, sign me up. More lightsabers, the better. Um, all right. What do we got from Marvel before we ended on Batwoman? A boop, 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 you do. All right, so Marvel. Yeah, I wish you told me ahead of time. I had that open. 
It's all right. I'll, I'll just talk while you're doing that. So obviously we spoke, uh, me and you spoke earlier in pre-production about the, uh, the rumor of um, Jennifer Lawrence as Invisible Woman. Uh, no. The main reason why, uh, keep looking. I'm going to just, I'm going to just talk while, while you look up, uh, while you look up stuff. Um, the main reason why I was really hoping that wasn't the case was for two reasons. One's personal and one's just logical. The more logical one is I kind of would prefer you to not recycle actors, use new actors. Um, that's how people get, you know, their, their shot at the, uh, you know, at, at you know, the, the bright lights is apparently through geek culture. So it's like, give someone else that shot. Um, so that's my logical response. My more personal response is I personally don't need to see Jennifer Lawrence in a superhero universe again, after, um, not giving me mystique. I'm sorry. You gave me like hints of mystique. I don't like that. And I don't care if it was the director's decision, her decision. I, I got my fill. She got it. She got her, she got her trilogy or four or five movies from the X-Men. I, I'm good. I, I'm good with her doing more Oscar, Oscar work or whatever. I don't really need her as my Sue Storm for her to say, I don't want to be invisible. This whole movie. Show me. It's like, you don't have to be invisible the whole movie. It's different than like wearing prosthetics all the time. I, I, and I understood that part of it. Uh, it is. It's completely different than having to put on makeup all day. And th- that makeup chair is a bitch. Uh, but I, that's the that character, that's what that was. You know, that, that's different. Whereas Sue, it, she doesn't have to do anything. <laughs> that That is true. She doesn't really have to do anything. But I, do, I just prefer that role to go to somebody else. Um, so that's my more logical sense and then my more personal sense. Um, but Joel, while you're still kind of glancing, what, what would your thoughts be if that rumor were even remotely true? I wouldn't be against it. Uh, it's not my first choice, like you know what I'm saying. But if it happened, if it is what it is, if this, if she really is too, I'm I'm okay with it. You know, uh, I'm I'm open to it. But like I said, I think her biggest issue was having to wear makeup all the time. That sucked, and I get that. Um, and that's something she doesn't really have to do with Sue. Yeah, I, I, I never understood that because you signed up to be a character that would require. There's no way they didn't tell you that before you signed on for the role. Like, hey, by the way, you're gonna have to be blue. Like, a yeah, lot. yeah, I remember like where she was when she started that role to where she ended up in that. Well, she became a superstar by the end of that. So I completely understand. Really, what I, it came. I completely understand, but to me, it's like don't. Don't sacrifice the character because of that. Like, you know how yeah, long Batista but... has to sit in that goddamn chair for Drax? Yeah, how but my what was worse is that she was fucking a good guy for so long. Like, why does she continue to be a good guy? Like, that was more annoying her not wanting to stay in her mutant form. But see, that to me didn't bother me because she has nothing to do with that. I don't know that she had that she didn't have anything to do with not wanting to be in that makeup chair for that long. That all was her. <laughs> yeah, so to me script wise of being a good guy or a bad guy you know i don't i don't think that falls on her that's just the stupidity of the writers and the director but not wanting to be in that chair to be blue as often as mystique needed to be blue yeah that that irked my soul that really did it's just like i mean come on i'm not comparing the actress but i'm like rebecca romaine was mystique was blue more than she wasn't which is just like great that's how it should be also didn't uh, speak <laughs> so she also didn't have as many lines no she didn't <laughs> that is very fair that that is very fair but i'm like if ryan reynolds could sit in that chair all day <laughs> to be made uh to be made into deadpool you, you can get over that jennifer lawrence um but do we got anything else marvel 
Um, we have some rumors. What we got? There was a small one about the Big Hero Six characters coming to the MCU in the future. That I, was. I, I read that and thought that was really weird. But why? 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 Because I don't know diversity. <laughs> no, technical- no, 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 no. I, I mean, like they're not part of Marvel, so yes, they are. They are. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's why Stan Lee was in it. You're absolutely right. That's why Stan Lee mm-hmm. made that cameo. You're absolutely right. Yes, I, I Big Hero Six. Yeah. Yes, Big Hero Six is very much a, a Marvel comic. I uh, they made it. They made it into a cartoon, um, which is fine. But you know, they took away the the fact that they were all Japanese characters <laughs> and made them diverse <laughs> cast. Um, they're basically like Japan's Avengers almost. Um, which is cool, you know, and they, they, those are, there's two characters that they couldn't use, which I really would have liked to have seen because they're mutants, but like Silver Samurai and Sunfire uh, would have been really cool to see in that movie. But obviously they were not used uh, because they at the time didn't have the rights, the mutant names and shit like that. And those characters belong to Fox, but that no longer is a thing. <clears throat> so if they want to, they can definitely be part of Big Hero 6 going forward. Um, yeah. We'll see. This news to me only excites me if if I know I'm getting Baymax. Well, yeah, I think that's a given. Baymax and Hero will probably be in it for sure. Yeah, as long as I get those two, I'm, I'm, <clears throat> I don't really care about anything else. I need those two. Those are my two favorite characters. Um, yeah, I don't know if they'll be the same. They'll probably be closer to the comic book, but that's still. fine. That's fine. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't mind. I, I, I don't mind seeing different versions of that. I mean, those were obviously more catered to kids, so it's like, yeah. If you're exactly. giving me a, a a different version that's kind of more catered to me, I, I'm I'm even better with that. So, no, mm-hmm. you know, no problem for me. I don't mind. Yeah. Um, that's cool. What else, what else we got? Uh, Marvel wise, or, um, or just, did we miss anything from from DC before we ended on on Batwoman? Well, there's some other. Let me see. Um, we got word of Constantine. Remember. Oh, yes, yes. We didn't talk. There was something else we didn't talk about last week that was important. And now I can't remember. But as soon as we ended, I was like, oh, damn, we forgot to talk about that. Um, Constantine, I like it. Uh, obviously, J.J. Abrams is going to have something to do with it because it will lead into his Justice League Dark. Correct. Um, I'm just more uh, I'm just more curious on, on the casting because we've yeah, only it's... seen one Constantine for like the longest. So it's like curious where they decide to go with it yeah as far as we know they're, they're looking to cast a by person of color so oh okay then there you go you yes, know that- you want to know something weird joel you're gonna say you can't really see it but i can't unsee it i kind of see in you know if the whole british thing doesn't matter to them like that that's not like a a make or break thing mm-hmm. um i could really see john david washington as is a um is John Constantine. Oh man, you gotta get off that shit. You talk shit about like studios always choose John David Washington. And that's all you choose now. Uh well, but no, I, mean, I, I would much rather stay stay British. Like or else I would have probably went with a Keith Stanfield because I think he has the more body type. Um I would like Lakeith Stanfield. I wouldn't mind that. Dan oh yeah. no, Daniel Kaluuya. No. Yeah. <laughs> I would like Lakeith Stanfield. I like Daniel. I like Lakeith because he's. I think he fits it. Now I'm not saying he's my choice because I would prefer they they went with a British actor, um, but whichever they go and what because they were I think they were looking for a uh, a, a, a Reza Mid type, and I like Reza Mid, but 
cool, whatever, whatever direction they go in. Yeah, um, okay, I do like that. I like that a lot. Rizzo, man. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> prefer that now. Yeah, I like that a lot. I want to um, see more of him. I, I feel like I don't see enough. I agree. I like Rizzo, man. He's really good. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. Whatever direction they go in, I'm excited for. John Constantine is literally one of my favorite characters <laughs> like in the DC universe. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm excited to see where it goes, and that's the beginning. Uh, we just got a and that, look that that officially got confirmed this week because that that rumor came out a couple weeks ago or maybe two weeks ago, and it just got confirmed like last week, I think it was. Um, so that's cool, you know that that it's going that's going to happen. So we're going to get a Constantine series that will link into the Justice League Dark series. And then we just got a rumor today saying Swamp Thing is also being rebooted to do the same. Damn, that hurts me a bit. Um, but to be expected, I guess. But that does yeah. hurt a little bit. That was a fantastic first season, and I would have liked to have seen fleshed out a bit. Um, yeah, whatever. To be expected, you know. I, I mean, I can't complain because I, I always advocate for the directors to not have to be tied to actors they didn't bring in. Excuse me. Um, kind of gives them more freedom. So you know, do what you want. Just make it good, and JJ Abrams will make it good. So, um, I'm excited. I really am. And I will continue to cast John David Washington until Marvel or DC cast him for me. So, Oh, they will. It's just a matter of time, I think. <laughs> that will, I would actually like to see him as a bad guy in Blade. I think that would be pretty cool. Really? Um, John David Washington could definitely pull off a vampire. A hundred percent. But, you know, who knows? What else we got? What else do we got? Uh, right on the docket. Um... We have some news. Um, shit. I wish we prepared better. <laughs> well, there was this whole thing uh, that dropped today about the Snyder Cut. Do you, want, do you have anything about that? What dropped? Dropped. It was a whole article, a whole variety. What was it? Um, Vanity Fair interview. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they were saying how, um, uh, what's his name, told him not to even watch the movie. Right, right. Nolan and his wife. Yeah, you don't. Want <laughs> like, you, don't want. You, you don't want to do that. You you don't want to do that. It, it, yeah. it, it looks horrible over there. Don't do that. You don't um, do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I I I did check out what what Kanan was posting from the article. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only thing to to not necessarily come out of the article, but to come out of the the speculation circle for the Snyder Cut is. We will be getting a Green Lantern. It probably won't be Ryan Reynolds. Uh, yeah. We're fine with, but it's if we try. <laughs> no, no, fair, very fair. I mean, he said what he. Of, of course, he's going to say that. Um, but um, you know, we're getting a Green Lantern, so I think that really stuck out to me more so than anything. Yeah. Um, but I mean, reading this this interview just lends to why I'm like who the fuck reads this and goes, now that vision there, that's a vision I can get behind. It's like you've read comics that are just not what he's looking to do. He's going the other way. And it's like, why? Don't ever tell me you were going to have Bruce and Lois Lane together. Why? Why? For what? (laughs) Like, all right, if you're telling me that was the plot, for bbs instead of the martha thing all right maybe you know because clearly you were just going out 
you're going way out of there for the BVS movie, but still, it's just like, what? What was? What were they thinking? Why? 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 And I'm trying not to sound too, too mean spirited about it. You know, in case the wink, wink, one day we get to interview him. You know, I, I don't want this hate speech to be out there, but it's just like. I've read the comics, I've watched the cartoons, and he was his vision was just going so far left from what I grew up on that it was just like, I'm okay if this is the last time he directs uh, a DC project, or he has this much control on where the DC uh, you know, Narr- narratively, like I don't like I don't mind his directing at all. It's just sometimes the story is a little not to my liking. Yeah, it's just you you you're going. Just, just, just like the narrative, like certain plot points. So not all, not all of them, but certain things. You're like, not all of them. And and I say, this, <laughs> I say this all the time. The man's, the man's a visual genius. I love how beautiful That's his sure. movies look. Um, I never take that away from him. But I always say some of the weakest points of a Zack Snyder movie are sometimes a story. Man of Steel to me and Watchmen were like the biggest eye openers of what Zack can do with a story. Right. And we know he didn't necessarily write those himself. Um, But the idea of what a story can be under his belt, how beautiful the story and the visuals can be. And then you get, hey, guys, I was going to kill Superman in his second movie. And then I was going to kill Batman in like his fourth movie. It's like, wait, what? Yeah. I was like, interesting. (laughs) Like, like, how do you. Robin is like what no why (laughs) yeah how did you sit in front of a studio and they go yeah oh kill superman oh and then kill batman all right i like where you're going like what stuff is right and then in the robin you're like really yeah Hmm. Yeah, and then and then joel (laughs) the kicker is he retired after that so it's like he didn't even get another robin so it's like all this is so weird yeah (laughs) 20 years in, in gotham is batman he was duped by Lexington. <laughs> um, right. Either way, whatever. Um, I'm excited about seeing it though at this point because I'm really I am because that that definitely hyped me up. The whole like uh, the surprise superhero cameo at the end. I'm like, okay, finally. Like, give me. I hope it's it's worth it. Like, if it is the Green Lantern, I'm really excited for it. Uh, I just want to see the person in the suit, like whoever it ends up being, like whether it's Hal, John, or hopefully it's just one of those two <laughs> but like whichever like i'm excited yeah 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 i mean anything else in the interview really stand out to you because to me it was just it, it was more no. of like it was more of the reasons why i'm like i don't mind this being being it for this <laughs> like this is no, all giving his side of the story more more or less and kind of <laughs> And how fucking with, with stupid that fucking studio is sometimes. It's like, I mean, you don't have to tell me. Like, every time I listen to that Kevin Smith story, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. Known for yeah. a long time. <laughs> yeah, they let you know how dumb they, uh, they're capable of being. But I mean, yeah. just, Some just of the people to be, mm-hmm. right, just <laughs> that dumb more recently is just like, ugh. Well, that makes it sad. You're like, you think they would have learned. But you know, at the time when he was there, it, it's not that. The MC wasn't wasn't a thing yet, you know. Right. So, so you can it, take more chances of doing like all the outrageous things that he was trying to do for that Superman movie. You could have gotten yeah. away with that purely because you don't really have competition. Again, people forgetting Superman, Batman print money. Now 
life is different because you have kids now that have only known Marvel. Right. It isn't as prominent as it was for us when Marvel mm-hmm. wasn't as prominent, right? So right. to these kids, the Holy Trinity is Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor, right? Mm-hmm. They're not looking at like, oh, Batman, Wonder Woman, and, and, and Superman. Well, I- I mean, wow, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. Right. So, you know, to us, it just means different. And it's why me and you are so adamant on you got to get this off on the right foot. You got to get back to what you know, which is start it with Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, grow everybody else, and then bring them together. And it'll print money on its own. But you doing this all out of order and all out of whack and now trying to bring in other Earths and universes, it's like, yeah, I need to see where that goes. I'm very, very confused as to what this multiverse idea of theirs is. To me, their multiverse will either make it or break it for me, for sure. For sure. Because it's yeah. this is something you could easily mess up because you're you're going somewhere in your early stages that it took your comics years to get to. So it's mm-hmm. like you're doing this before you've even fully introduced everybody of the Justice League. And it's like, what? <laughs> you know like this would be the equivalent of if marvel didn't do silver war and then they got the rights back from fox mm-hmm. and then still didn't do silver war correctly it's like right. so confused like, that's what happens when you like have a studio that had to work from the bottom up right you know, and they had to they had to be more creative and because they know these characters no one knows about or right. it's different right. where the, you take advantage of the fact that you print money with some of these characters, and now you can't. Why? Because you don't, you didn't, you didn't do right by them in the past. Exactly. So people don't respect them anymore. So you're not getting the same money that you were getting before with like a Superman or a Batman, and that's not right. <laughs> that's not right at all. Not at all, man. Not at all. Not. And then the fact that they're trying to sell us on the Supergirl, no Superman, a Batwoman, no Batman. It's just like y'all just Wait, who tripping, like <laughs> <laughs> y'all just you just really don't get it, huh? Um, but all right, uh, do we got anything else that we can wrap it up with Batwoman? Um, yeah, I think we could. I think there was a Black Adam casting, but I think that was it. Oh, I think I think that was one of the things that we missed. Um, we we can uh jot that down for me, we can get into that more. Um, we can get into that more this week, okay? Um, who's that? All right, so to end this out on the night, Batwoman, I'm gonna be honest with you, Joel. I had Batwoman on in the background. Um, oh. this like I was paying attention to it, but this episode just wasn't really capturing me. Oh, uh, okay. I do like that we're over the Luke not trusting her. Like I, I couldn't have taken more weeks of that. Um, I, I think we even said that. Like we hope that that doesn't last like most of the season. Like get that out early. Um, I'm just it, it's it's I don't know. I don't know. This episode just didn't do it. I think the thing that caught my eye the most was how the hell they're going to explain her kryptonite wound and you're now not crossing over with Superman. Like, <laughs> who's, yeah. this weird, who's this weird scientist that's going to come out of nowhere that's like, oh, I understand kryptonite fully. Like, I, I, I don't know. But how, how did you receive this episode? I think it's been the best episode of the five we've seen so far this year. Oh, okay. I like that. It was good. It was really good, actually. I liked it a lot. Um, the new that new character, the wolf spider or whatever, he yeah. actually looked pretty good in costume. I didn't know that was a real character. It's a Batwoman character. I had no idea. 
Yeah, um, I think I think I heard someone saying that when they were saying to expect the character for this this episode. Um, mm-hmm. But to me, like I said, I don't like if I don't know something about someone and I'm watching a show, I like the show to educate me on it. Because if if I go and read the comics and get you know go down that rabbit hole, I'll gain ex you know expectations. So you know I'd rather the show just kind of give me their version and I kind of understand it from that point of view. Then later on I can read it and kind of go, okay, I see where they were trying to do with it. Um, so I wanted no information going in. So I'm like, all right, it looks it looks really cool. Like again, I don't think the episode was bad. It just it it didn't it didn't really catch me like it didn't catch me and, and hold me like all right you well, gotta to be fair this whole season hasn't held you no i won't say that I, i've enjoyed some of the episodes i've just not been because i i told you it's just seeing how this all plays out with this main villain and everything is going to be very important to me like this can't flop like this has the hit so I, you know i'm just i'm waiting to kind of see how it all kind of plays out um, but I don't think it's a bad season by any means. Um, I just yeah, I already like it more than last season, to be fair. Yeah, but that's what I think is the difference of me. I was so high on what Ruby Rose brought as Batwoman. Um, and I'm loving what um Javisi is bringing as Batwoman. I'm really loving the Afro look for sure. Um, I don't, I don't like that's all I don't like is the Afro look. Really? Yeah, I'm not a fan of that Afro look. You're wanting them to go back to the, the long wig? She can have a fucking ponytail for all I care. I just don't think that we're practical. <laughs> don't think the afro is practical. No, I get I get the message they're trying to send, and and I do too. I just not a fan of the look. Yeah, yeah. it looks better drawn than it is in live action. <laughs> I don't necessarily disagree. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't. I don't dislike this season. I want to. I want to make sure I'm very clear on that. I have liked a few of these episodes uh, so far out of the five that we've gotten. Um, I just it, it, it is gonna take me a while to really kind of you know get over the idea of I do believe that if Ruby didn't leave that Bruce Wayne storyline would have lasted a lot longer and I, you know I it, it's still hard for me to get over that I really like what the actor did with Bruce Wayne I like the idea of having Bruce Wayne um, and then you know I, I know he was a fake Bruce Wayne I know I know but to me Bruce Wayne is Bruce Wayne. Let me let me live with it. <laughs> let me have that. Um, so there's just elements of it that I'm kind of like, and now no crossover. Um, so I'm kind of just like, you know, I'm really hoping that this this big bad really hits for me uh, later on in the season. Um, I'm not even worried about that. To me, I'm still the opposite of you this whole season. I don't give a fuck about the villain. I'm taking it episode by episode. Uh, and I'm just, and if I enjoy the episode, I enjoy the episode. If I don't, I don't. Uh, and it's very much like I enjoy her. I enjoy looking at her. <laughs> I think it's very much a um, like the the costume looks fine. Uh, the characters work. They gel. They gel well. And I thought this episode, like the, the whole Jack Napier art painting, I'm like that's pretty cool. The fucking Joker painting, bringing that into it. I'm like, all right, I haven't even heard they, they actually call him Jack Napier. That's pretty cool. That hasn't been done since. Well, actually, they they did it recently in the White Knight comics, but. That's the Batman 89 name for Joker. That's his real name in the cop right. in, the, in the movie. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. And that's a reference to his painting in those movies. So I'm again, that's pretty cool too. <laughs> but I will um, say I, I think me and your fundamental difference is you weren't that high on season one. So your expectations yeah, right. weren't gonna be that high for season two. You know, um, they could only go up for you. They they couldn't necessarily get lower. So for me, Batwoman was the only show that I swore by last year. 
uh, mm. or last season for the CW shows. So for me, my expectations for Batwoman were, were always going to be high. And I'm not saying that this season doesn't meet them. I'm just, I have to wait to see it flesh out a little bit. I told you Batwoman had me, and you're my witness, Batwoman had me last season from the very first episode. I was hooked. So, you know, I, I've been kind of like really rooting for this show more so than any other CW show. So um, I'm invested a lot, a lot more than you are. So I can see how you're a bit detached to where you're kind of like, I can just pick elements of it that I enjoy and be fine with it. Um, but to me, I kind of need the whole kit and caboodle. Um, and that's why I'm like, well, they broke your kitten and kaboot. And that's, I think you're still struggling with it. No, but th- that's what I'm saying. I'm giving the show, I'm giving the show the chance. I have like, like I did like the first, uh, first two episodes for sure. Big time. I, I enjoyed those. Um, but I'm, I- I'm more so I can't give this season what I gave the first season, which was you had me from, from the get, whatever you do, I'm fine with going forward. Um, now I'm kind of just like, I kind of need to really enjoy this story because it's a change from what I got last year or last season, rather. Sorry. Um, but again, it, it's not, it's not, you know, it's not, um, it's not anyone's fault. It, this is a me problem. So that's why I said, I'm, I'm just patient to see how it all plays out. Um, but the one thing I did want to talk about before we left was uh, we obviously are getting Superman and Lois tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to ask you this before it even starts. What are the odds we see Diggle suit up? I really hope high. I, I don't know what the odds are. I really, I don't think it'll be in this ep- these two episodes. No, 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 no. <laughs> I didn't mean for the because I, I want us to get a head start on our thoughts on the season before it starts. So I'm uh, just saying overall, not not these first two episodes, the season overall. Because to me, the budget looks high, so I'm like they'd easily be able to pull off. It's, I think it's a matter of just figuring out where does he does he suit up in all or just one of them. That's the question. To me, he's gonna if, be, if it's one episode, I can live with that. Just seeing Green Lantern in the CW. No, I, can, I mean, like, which so he's he's gonna be in more than just Superman this year, right? And to me, if he only suits up in Super, because to me, there's a difference, right? And my difference is this budget for Superman and Lois looks like HBO Max level. But if it's if he's on another CW show that doesn't have that isn't working with that budget, the suit won't look as good. So to me, I would prefer to only see it here. I need to see the suit first because I don't know what it's made of first. You know, that's fair. Like, is it practical? Is it is it does it is it revolvency? Like, does it use CGI a lot? Like Martian Manhunter, even though they gave him an actual suit <laughs> at the end, um, a practical suit, so he could just they only have to worry about his face. Which it was actually a smart idea on them, um, so that I mean it depends. I really it really depends on what, like what the suit looks like and how it it's brought how they bring it to life. Yeah, no, I don't disagree with you at all. Um, but I'm really excited for this show, man. I, I this is my most anticipated show out of all the CW shows this season, um, mm-hmm. because of how beautiful it looks. Like it, he looks um, when he flies, it doesn't look like one of those. 90s shows that you know they don't have the technology so like you can clearly tell there's like strings on them like it looks man of steel level good um, I mean, if you compare it to smallville like smallville he, he didn't really fly a lot in smallville but it's really just quick <laughs> right but that, that worked for them because you didn't have to get around the the visual of how bad it might look if you try to make them fly all the time right right um so this i i love it i love it i love how it looks in the suit 
I love the little uh, bots that it looks like he might be fighting in these first two episodes. Uh, like David Doomslayers. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't wait to see how he fights. I can't wait to see how it looks when he gets hit. Uh, I'm just really excited for what they can do with this show. I tell you what, I want a comic accurate. Um, what's the God? What's the name of the robot with the kryptonite in his chest? Ah, uh, damn. Metallo. Metallo. Yes. Yes. We really have Metallo, Supergirl. I know. I would like a better one. <laughs> sure. <laughs> any sense. I'd like a better version of that. Um, and I'm really curious about who this Black Lex Luthor is from the other. Yeah. Ones. You know that that's that's looming over me. I, I I can't wait to see how that plays out. I as well. So me and you are very excited for what Tuesday brings. I'm gonna have to figure out, Joel, how the hell we're gonna pull this off tomorrow. Dude, the show and the Knicks and Superman and Lois. Yeah, it's gonna be a bitch. Uh, I might have to fucking. Yeah, I don't know. I I can't do the show then because I got two things I gotta try to balance, and I'm gonna have to fucking sacrifice one yeah. or the other. I can luckily try to have one on the other. I guess I don't even know. I I don't know. My hopes are because the Knicks play at seven. Um, by the time the second Superman episode airs, the Knicks should be done um uh, i assume it's at, at eight and nine right for superman and lois film is at eight it, it, yeah it's two hours so it's eight, eight to ten yeah so i don't know it's gonna be tricky i might have to try to see if i can push it to to win ten or wednesday yeah or yeah i could push it to ten i mean we do it at nine thirty, so at 10 would be no problem for me that's yeah, fine with me too yeah all right well, cool then i think the next the next should definitely be done by 10 so we just saw, and we know Superman and Lois will be over exactly at 10. All right. And I can always watch the next, like, later. Then the, I, I'll say this. I'll watch Superman. I don't have to worry about stressing. <laughs> yeah. Tell you that. We don't have to worry about Superman getting blown out or blowing a lead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. He's going to die already. <laughs> um, but <laughs> all right, Joel. Uh, this has been our episode of Much Ado About Nothing. Make sure you guys stay tuned for me and Joel on uh, Figure It Out. Um, also, I will be on Kinda Nerdy Dudes this week. We have Geek Vibes Live and then Marvel Cinematic Review is, as always, this Saturday. So stay tuned for that. But we will see you guys uh, next time. Joel, by the way, I yeah. might see if me, you, and Trayvon can get together to do a trailer breakdown for Cruella and Invincible. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of those. Word. Yeah. So we're, we're going to get into that, but we'll talk more later. But all right, guys, that's been our newest episode of Much Ado About Nothing. We will see you same time, same place next week. Peace. Peace.